It's week seven of Ohio High School football, and we find ourselves in the Forest Hills at Spartan Stadium as the Loveland Tigers take on the Turpin Spartans. We're at THS tonight. I'm Lee W. Mallon, and I'm joined by the full army of folks, Kyle Howard to my right, to my left, the engineer, Brock Faulkner. And we're excited to be bringing you this contest. Loveland comes in 0-6 on the year, 0-3 in the Eastern Cincinnati Conference. Turpin 6-0 on the other side, 3-0 in conference play. And also number one in District 2, Region 8. A very strong Turpin squad. As both these teams, they like to throw it through the air. Turpin has 1,168 yards for 13 touchdowns and just two interceptions, where Loveland also likes to throw the ball as well. 1,092 yards with 10 touchdowns, five interceptions. But what separates the Spartans and the Tigers, the run game. Loveland comes in just 162 yards, one touchdown on 115 carries. Turpin, 172 carries, 1,553 yards and 23 touchdowns. Kyle, this is a tall order for the Loveland Tigers, but it should be a fun night tonight here at Turpin High School. It should be. It's uh, going to have to be able to stop the run tonight. That's uh, what it comes down to tonight for this Loveland defense. and. <laughs> They're getting it done just as good as they possibly can here offensively on the ground this year so far. I talk about 258.8 yards per, ga per game on the ground. That's, that's unheard of. So they're going to have to load the box tonight here. And, um, and Silverstein, you know, he hasn't had a ton of attempts here throwing, though, but he's also 13-23 uh, for 162 yards and a couple scores as well to go with the, through the air. So doesn't throw the ball a ton, but when he does, he's been effective so far this year. So got to play good defense tonight to give himself a good chance. Silverstein has 1,111 yards through the air in six games. He's the main reason why the Turpin Spartans roll. He's a senior, and like I mentioned, through the air, very nice numbers. And also on the ground, 210 yards, four touchdowns for the rushing Spartans. Again, very tough Turpin team, and Loveland, last week's game at home against West Claremont, the Tigers, I thought, did a nice job stopping the run early. But as of late, West Claremont started to peck away. They had two rushing touchdowns to close out a 41 unanswered streak, 41 point unanswered streak, I should say. As the Tarpon Spartans have rushed on the field, they're donning the home maroon colors, white numbers, golden trim, white helmets with the Tarpon Spartan logo on it. And Loveland will be out in the home white jerseys tonight, or the away white jerseys, I should say. As Tarpon's in the home kit. But very... Very excited to be broadcasting tonight's game. As Turpin, like I mentioned, number one in Division Two, Region Eight, and that's no slouch of a division. Pretty good turnout tonight on both courts. It's kind of a unique stadium here. It sits on top of a hill, so both uh, both teams are fans sit on the same side. They haven't separated, obviously, but they both do sit on the same side, the side that we're on currently. So uh, they, they don't have it uh, on the they have the visitor fans on the visitor sideline, as in most cases it would be. It's a packed house, lots of Turpin Spartan faithful, lots of Loveland Tigers making the trip from Sims Township all the way down here to Anderson Township as the Tigers have made it to the sideline. They're in the traveling white jerseys, orange number, black trim, and black helmets with the Loveland L logo. As Calvin Cloud looks to lead the Tigers offense on the field as is Justin Silverstein will lead the Turpin offense on the field. The band for Turpin has sat down behind the, we left the, the northern end zone. I believe this field goes north-south. 
off of uh, Bartels Road. I saw also a lot of Turpin Faithful with a sticker on their clothes saying vote for the school levy too. That is coming up. There's a lot of school levies around Cincinnati and Dayton as well. Certainly a lot of that would go into the athletics program, you think, as well. So obviously passing those levies would be big for the schools to be able to have fun activities such as this. There's one levy in the Cincinnati area that affects not one but two athletic programs. It's pretty interesting stuff. Do your research and go vote. As Turpin Spartans look like they're going to receive the ball for the first half. The Booster Club. There's some Booster Club folks driving around on a little tractor on the artificial turf. And we're about ready for the kickoff tonight. And Loveland will indeed be kicking it away from left to right on your screens, devices, phones, however you're catching us here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. And Turpin will be attacking from the right to the left. Turpin 6-0, Loveland 0-6. And, and we're about ready for the first kick. Loveland looking for that first conference one, obviously 0-6 in the year, 0-3 in conference play. It's been all smiles so far for Turpin this year. Leaf kicking away. Should be Logan Farnsworth. And here's the kick. It's a high one and fair caught at the Turpin 35-yard line. That kick did not get a lot of air, a lot of distance. And it's going to be first and 10 Spartans at their own 35 to start this game. Definitely don't want to give this team good field position here. Team that runs the ball so effectively here and throughout the night expect the raining forecast, which might kind of uh, lead to a rushing attack on both ends tonight. And uh, certainly going to have to shore up the front tonight defensively. Quickly, we'd like to thank the Turpin Athletic Department for not only allowing us to broadcast inside the press box, but giving us the depth chart as well tonight. It's first and ten, one back to the right of the quarterback, and racing is Caden Naughton. Naughton with the ball. He's past the Tigers' defense, past the 20, past the 10, and Turpin draws first blood. 10, 12 seconds in, but there's a flag in the end zone. Currently, it's 6-0 as Naughton rushes in. It was a sweep back towards the left, and Naughton had a lot of room on the near side, but there was a flag thrown in the end zone. If it stands 61 yards to the house. 61 yards by Caden Naughton. That burnt 13 seconds. It's going to be on sportsmanlike conduct against the Spartans. So the touchdown stands, and Turpin goes on top 6-0, 13 seconds into our contest. Caden Naughton, touchdown number four on the year. With the extra point, we'll see Miles Malloy, senior kicker. In the snap, the place, the kick, it's up through the uprights, and Turpin has struck quickly 7-0, here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. We'll be back. Buying and selling of your home to Sipsy Klein's number one Loveland agent, Kelly Williams. With over 25 years of living in Tiger Nation, Kelly truly cares about the community and her clients. Call her to get the most out of your experience. You can reach Kelly at 513 348 
513-348-4548. That's 513-348-4548. The first offensive play of the game, Caden Naughton rushes to the house for Turpin touchdown. The extra point was good by Malloy, and Turpin leads Loveland 7 0, 11.47 to go in our first quarter here at Turpin High School. And for Naughton, again, uh, touchdown number four for the year, puts him over 300 yards for the year as well. And for the Spartans, you can record that as the 24th rushing touchdown of the year. And the Spartans are set to kick it away. Naughton will give it a blast as Loveland, I believe that is Tyler Lake waiting back for the Tigers along with Bailey Jackson. Lake will go back around his own 16-yard line, receive the kick. He's past the 30, and he stumbles across the 35 on a Spartan tackle by Dominic Heiss, the senior. And Loveland's first offensive possession close to their own 35. And it's first and 10 Tigers, 19 seconds into the match. It's 7-0 Turpin, your score of the rushing touchdown from Caden Naughton, who, by the way, was named the Inquirer Athlete of the Week for Week 6. We'll see why. First and 10, Kevin Cloud out there with three receivers on the far side. That'd be towards his left, one to the right. And it's a give to the rusher, Reese Hatfield. Hatfield loses a couple loses two and he's dropped back at his 33 yard line a loss of two by the Tigers and it's second down and 12. For Loveland this year just 162 yards on the ground the Tigers offense has mainly been through the air empty back for Calvin Cloud on second down it'll find a target Bailey Jackson to be precise but the ball burps out of his hands he was well covered by the Spartans and it's third down and 12 after that incomplete pass. Spartan offense obviously been very good this year. First in the ECC in every category but passing. Defensively, they're second in overall yards per game at 207 yards per game allowed. Playing really good defense as well. Third down and 12, Tigers of their own 33 with 19 on the play clock. Cloud's got a back, Reese Hatfield towards his right, and two receivers on both sides of the formation. Cloud's got the ball, spins it in his hands, looks down the field, and it's caught at the tee. That's the logo by Bailey Jackson. Jackson into Spartan country, and it's first down Loveland. He found Calvin Cloud did. Bailey Jackson, and that's an impressive pickup by the Tigers' offense. First and 10, Loveland with 11 minutes to go in the first. 7-0 Turpin, your score. Ball spotted at the 42-yard line of Turpin as Cloud has Hatfield back behind him now three to the left hand off the half field back to cloud and cloud rolls towards his right midfield and it bounces off the backside of turpin by matthew johnson and the flag comes in after that bounce off the back of matthew johnson the flag resting on the spartans 22 yard line and that's pass interference on turpin and loveland will have first down I don't think Matthew Johnson saw the ball here. He's, he's looking for coverage here, trying to see where his eyes were. Turn around, the ball is right on him. Bounced off his shoulder, 
And with that penalty, Loveland moves closer to the end zone. And the ball spotted around the 27-yard line. First and 10, Loveland, as Turpin leads 7-0 with 10.38 to go in this first quarter. Cloud with a back towards his right. Thought for a minute there that was Bailey Jackson. There are two receivers to the left, one to the right. Lodor, actually make it two to the right. Lodor by the offensive line. Cloud looks towards the left, going towards the end zone, and it's swatted down. I believe that was Dominic Heiss with a hand on that pass. It's incomplete. Looking for Ethan Lund. Yeah, nice play by Heiss there to look up. All he going to do is swat it away with him stride for stride. It's an incomplete pass, and Loveland at their own 27-yard line has second and 10. The clock stop, 10-17 to go in this first quarter as the Spartans lead 7-0 on the rushing touchdown by Caden Naughton on the first play. Cloud, two to the left and right, and a fake handoff. Cloud going back to the end zone. Bailey Jackson, touchdown, Tigers. Jackson from Cloud, and the Tigers trail by one on that touchdown pass. It was a great play, too, to be able to get Calvin Cloud out of the pocket, rolling to his left, and he was being pressured and hung in there and made a good throw and caught Bailey Jackson right in stride as he crossed over the goal line. Counted at 27 yards. Found the, he found the hole of the defense here, slipped past him. The extra point on the way from Logan Farnsworth, and it looks like it is blocked by the front line of the Spartans. And it's going to stay 7-6, Turpin, with 10-10 to go in this first quarter here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Abco Pavement Services, LLC, has been doing commercial asphalt, concrete, and ceiling work since 1962 in the tri-state area. Our valued customers include Home Depot, United Dairy Farmers, C.B. Richard Ellis, Town Properties, and Fifth Third Bank, to name a few. We strive to provide professional service, communication, and project management for all of your commercial concrete and pavement maintenance needs. Go Abco Pavement Services. Spartan 7, Tigers 6 here as Loveland visits Turpin. The Spartans are undefeated thus far in both overall and conference play. Spartan 6-0, 3-0 in ECC. Loveland 0-6, 0-3 in conference play. As the Tigers set to kick it away from their own 40-yard line. Great drive, a great answer back from Calvin Cloud to Bailey Jackson. And Farnsworth back in for the kick. The Spartans have one returner deep. And here comes the kick. And it's a onside kick. It's an onside kick that is cradled gently by Garrett Manaster, the junior. And that's going to be close to midfield. He made the catch around the 47-yard line of the Spartans. And it's first and 10 for Turpin. Turpin has run a grand total of one offensive play, and it went for a touchdown by Kane Naughton, the rushing touchdown. And now the Spartans set up first and 10, just two yards shy of midfield. 7-6, Turpin, your score, 10-10 to play in our first quarter, and the onside kick failed for the Loveland Tigers. 
There are two receivers to the right. One, make it two on the left side as spinning the ball and unable to find the target was Justin Silverstein. It burps off the chest of Max Gundrum. It's incomplete and it stays second and 10 at Turpin's 48 yard line. I'll tell you what guys, this offensive line, uh, they're pretty much having their way with the Loveland front here. Run blocking and pass blocking both are just giving their players a bunch of space. Silverstein with three wide receivers to the right and a flag will come in and I believe it's offsides against the defense. An early jump on that defensive line that will give Turpin five yards and put him in Loveland territory for a second down and five at Loveland's 48 yard line. 10.05 to go in our first quarter. 7-6 Turpin your score. Turpin with the ball on their second drive. Silverstein, same formation, three to the right, and I'll find Logan Hurley on the right wing, and Hurley continues to battle through. First touch was Sean O'Donnell of the Tigers, but Logan Hurley continues to battle through on the, that first touch, and he has himself a first down. Another pass attempt here. You don't see too many of those from Silverstein. It's first and 10 now at Loveland's 43-yard line, 7-6 Turpin, 9.45 to go in our first quarter. Silverstein with a man in motion from the far side to the left, and he'll find the motion man, Gundrum. Gundrum will get past the line of scrimmage on the left side. He'll pick up maybe one, and it will be exactly one-yard pickup, and it's going to be second down and nine for Turpin at Loveland's 42. 9-19 and rolling to go in our first quarter. 7-6 Turpin, your score. Spartans with the ball, up by one. Silverstein will have a bunched up formation with three receivers checking in to the left. Silverstein back at midfield, looking to the left, continuing to bounce, rolling back now towards his 46, and he'll look towards the far side, and that pass looked like it was picked off by Loveland, but it will fall incomplete, and it's now third down and nine for Turpin at Loveland's 42-yard line. I thought Bailey Jackson came down with that ball, but I guess it did hit the turf at the very last second. It was a good play by that Turpin wide receiver, too, to kind of realize it was a jump ball and that he didn't have positioning, so he ended up becoming the defender there and able to pry it out of Bailey Jackson's hands on the way to the ground. Turpin on third and nine at the Loveland's 42. So steam with a back towards his left. That's Naughton. Naughton's got the rushing touchdown to put Turpin up by one. It's Naughton with the carry, and he'll try to barge his way in. I think he's got the first down, does Naughton. Now they're going to mark him about a yard short. So it's going to be fourth down in about two, they'll mark it. As Turpin needs to get to their Loveland's 33-yard line. Fourth down and short. Expect a run play here by the Spartans donning the maroon colors. Silverstein looks back towards his coaching staff. There's 16 seconds on the play clock. 8.22 to go in the first quarter. 7-6 Spartans. Fourth down and short now. Man in motion from left to right on the offensive line. Silverstein claps his hands. Got the ball and gives it to Naughton. He's got the first down and more. He's still on his feet. Past the 20. Past the 10. And into the end zone. Touchdown Turpin. Naughton with another rushing touchdown, this time looking for the first down on fourth and short, and he rolls towards his right. Lots of contact slowing Naughton down, but he keeps on chugging along, and he's in the end zone for his second score. 13-6 Turpin, extra point coming up with 8.06 to go in the first. 
Coming into the night, they're 7-15 on fourth down, 2-6 of six last week. Now 1-1, one of one, this is a touchdown. Malloy for the extra point. He's 1-1. One for one. He sends it high to the nighttime sky, and he makes it true. It's 14-6 Turpin, 8-06 to play in the first quarter here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Creating beautiful smiles every day, that is what we do at Casanelli Shanker and Baker Orthodontics. These board-certified orthodontists treat both children and adults and use traditional braces, clear ceramic brackets, and a Invisalign to meet their individual patient needs. With offices conveniently located in Westchester and Blue Ash, they provide flexible payment options, convenient hours, and high-quality care. For a free new patient exam, contact Casanelli Shanker and Baker Orthodontics at 513-777-7060. Twenty-fifth rushing touchdown by the Turpin offense on the year as they go on top of Loveland. 14-6 with 8.06 to play in this first quarter on a packed house here at THS. I'm Lee W. Mallon, and I got Kyle Howard and Brock Faulkner along for the ride. And so far, high-powered offensive night. Already 20 points in under four minutes. The return's on the far side, and Loveland is swarmed around the 24-yard line, and that's where the Tigers will start on first and 10. But here comes a flag flying in, and it'll land around the 27-yard line. I think there was some extra pushing going on after the return. And I see the umbrellas emerging. Rain has been on and off around the Cincinnati-Dayton quadrant. It's going to be on the Loveland Tigers pushing that ball back even further. Personal foul, so this one's going to... Hurt pretty bad. Yeah, already wasn't the best field position. Uh, I believe it was spotted around the 25, and, and now it's going to push them back deep inside their own territory here. Um, really a penalty Loveland couldn't afford. It's going to be at their 13-yard line for the Tigers as they trail Turpin 14-6 with eight minutes to go in our first quarter. Again, looks like the rain has returned. It's been on and off. And it's something that we were worried about for this contest, seeing how the artificial turf becomes a glorified slip and slide. Three receivers to the right, one on the far side, and Reese Hatfield, the back to the right now of Cloud, as it's first and 10 at Loveland's own 13. Cloud dies it. He finds Jackson, and Jackson spins around past the 20 and knocked down by Turpin, knocked down by Harry Dzinski. The senior defensive back provides a stop on Jackson. That's a pickup of eight, and it'll become second down and one, a pickup of nine for Jackson, at Loveland's own 22-yard line. Cloud back out there. It's a handoff this time for Hatfield, who slashes past the 25, and he's got a first down for the Tigers. It's nice to see the Tigers rushing, picking up that first down. Offensively moving the ball pretty well so far to start the night. In that first drive, Hatfield was stuffed on that one play, but that time comes across nicely for the first down. Now set at the Tigers' 28-yard line, 14-6 Turpin with 7.15 to go in our opening quarter here. Already 20 points, and they happened in the first four minutes of this contest. Four wide receivers on the far side for Cloud. 
He continues to go back and forth between his offensive line and will keep it himself and tumble back around the 30-yard line. I think they're going to mark him right there. So it's a pickup of three by the quarterback on that keep. And it's second down and eight as Loveland needs to get to their 38-yard line for a fresh set of downs. 6.38 to go in our first quarter. 14-6 Turpin. It's second down and eight as Cloud holds the ball and is sacked. A big sack incoming for Turpin as Keegan Slaney. Slaney comes in. The senior strips the quarterback down. And that's going to be a loss of about six. Make it third down and 15 for Loveland. Back at their own 23-yard line. Rain coming down steady now, too. Going to be a tough... Spot to be in. You don't want to be third and long situations here tonight with the rain the way it is. Cloud will set up his formation. Two receivers bunched up to the right. Two spaced out on the far side. 14-6 Turpin. 5.55 and rolling to go in this first quarter. Cloud with the ball. Shoulder level on that snap. And drills it towards the left looking for Lund. And it sails over his head. Close to triple coverage there on Ethan Lund, and it's going to fall incomplete as the punting unit for the Tigers now takes the field. And something pretty interesting I've noticed on the defensive line. When they come out, they all line up in a straight line, and then they fan out, so you never really know which rusher's coming from where. Um, I don't know whether that's to disguise where their best rusher's coming from or uh, maybe their defense, but it seems to be working here for the for the Spartans. Well, it's deception really will help you. It will really hurt the, your offensive line trying to figure out who they're supposed to block. That's a little trickery they're trying. First punt of the night is for Loveland, and it's up in the air by Lund, and it will bounce out of bounds right around Loveland's 49-yard line, and the Spartans will get it in Tiger territory on their third offensive possession. 14-6 Spartans, your score. As we have a flag on the play. I think that's a flag at Loveland's 39 and a half yard line. It's gonna be holding on the receiving team and that should put Turpin back in their own zone. So it's gonna be off it, or receiving holding, because it's technically not offensive, that's special teams play, but that's going to put Turpin back a little bit as the referees now march the ball down towards the Turpin band. 5.40 to go in this first quarter. Loveland just punted the ball away. And the Spartans lead 14-6. Actually, the Stripes are talking it over. And it looks like it's going to be Turpin's ball at their 45-yard line. So Spartans have it first and 10 on the third drive of the night. Two rushing touchdowns for Naughton in this contest. And that last time that Turpin offense came on the field, uh, Loveland was able to force the fourth down, but unfortunately gave up the touchdown on that play, so maybe they can build off that here and stop them. Three receivers check in on the left, one on the far side of the field for Silverstein. He'll want the ball with a back towards his right, and a fake, and he'll find his target in traffic, Josh Bell, the tight end, and Bell continues to travel. He's knocked down around the Loveland 39-yard line, 
And that's a fresh set of downs right off the bat. Great receive to Josh Bell, who's six foot five, so he's got some height in there. And Silverstein quickly picked at him. Sipping in there pretty quickly. Now he's really not having any struggles by this rain. First and ten, Turpin at the Loveland 39-yard line. Two receivers checking on the right, one on the near side, and a back in Naughton. Hand off to Naughton, and a give back. I believe that's Hurley. Hurley continues to run. He's past the 40. He's past the 30. That's a first down, and he's pushed out of bounds by a pair of Tigers. A little bit of hot potato back between the quarterback and two different backs, and that works to perfection, putting Turpin at the Loveland 24 in that first down. Nice little mix there using the misdirection to throw the defense off balance. First and 10 for Turpin at the Loveland 24-yard line. 4.55 to go in this first quarter. 14-6 Turpin. Silverstein will send Hurley in motion from the left to the right, checking in as the lone receiver out there. Silverstein backs up a couple yards and dials it towards the left, finds Naughton again. Naughton will push himself past the line of scrimmage. And I believe that is no gang on the play and make it second and 10 with 4.33 to go in the first quarter. 14-6 Turpin, your score. I'll tell you what, that was a good read by Austin Haas. He came clean through the middle and then realized it was too good to be true and turned around and was able to find his way back to the running back there on the screen. Naughton's the back to the left of Silverstein on second and 10 and the man in motion from the left sets up on the right side of the formation. Silverstein slaps his hands and hands the ball off to Naughton who makes a sharp left curve. He's past the first down marker and Naughton taken down around the 13 yard line. Here come the chains, they're moving deeper in that red zone as Turpin leads 14 to six, looking to add on to their lead with 4.03 and now rolling to go in this first quarter. Turpin team, like we mentioned, they move the ball and they're moving it with ease tonight. Not in the back again to the left of Silverstein. Three receivers checking on the near side, one on the far side. Going far side this time, up in the air and down in play. That is a touchdown for Turpin. Josh Bell went up to get that one there, just grabbed it at the highest point as you're supposed to and pulls it down. Using the height advantage one more time to find the first passing touchdown of the night for Turpin as the lead now is 26 Spartans, 3.43 to go in the first quarter. Yeah, like you mentioned, Kyle, he went up there and high-pointed that ball, and it's almost not fair because they have Bailey Jackson covering him. He's listed at 5.7. So. Miles Malloy looking for his third extra point of the night, and it's up in the nighttime sky, and you can count it. Three for three is Malloy, and the Spartans now lead Loveland 21-6 with 3.43 to go in this first quarter on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Entrust the buying and selling of your home to Sipsy Klein's number one Loveland agent, Kelly Williams. With over 25 years of living in Tiger Nation, Kelly truly cares about the community and her clients. Call her to get the most out of your experience. You can reach Kelly at 513-348-4548. That's 513-348-4548. Ready to kick it off as the Spartans lead 21-6. Here at Turpin High School, week seven of high school football. Your other games in the ECC 
have the West Claremont Wolves visiting Anderson tonight. Walnut Hills goes up to Kings, and Milford is at Withrow. Naughton set to kick it away for the Spartans, donning the maroon colors. And it's a low liner, skipping a couple times off the turf, and finding Lake right around his 15-yard line. Lake cutting towards his left, trying to reach the 30, and knocked down around the 26-yard line. And that's where the Tigers begin their third offensive drive of the night. First and 10, Loveland, as Turpin leads 21-6, 337 to go in our first quarter here. So if you're the Tigers, that first drive resulted in six points as Cloud found Jackson in the end zone. The second one, there was a loss and a sack on Cloud and a punt. In this third drive, what do you expect the Tigers to do? Yeah, I think you do what they do best here and put the ball through the air. That's what, they, what their strength has been for most of the year this year. First and ten is Cloud with the handoff. I believe that's Reese Hatfield, and he's swallowed up. Actually, I believe that's Miles Moore, Mason Moore, excuse me. That's a short pickup of one going through that defensive line of Turpin, and it's second down and nine at Loveland's 29-yard line. That's Mason Moore with the one-yard pickup, and this time it's Cloud looking over towards his coaching staff, led by first-year head coach Andy Cruz. Two on both sides and the back behind Cloud. Throughout the weeks, we've seen the backs line up to the side of Cloud. Cloud will drop it off and he'll find Moore, and Moore will get past the original line of scrimmage. And I think the ball comes out, but I think Loveland recovers it at their own 31 yard line, and it's third down in, let's call that six. Yes, that Sam McEnheimer read that very well there. Flanked out in coverage and read the ball perfectly. It's third down and seven at Loveland's own 31-yard line with 2.25 to play in this first quarter. 21-6 Turpin is your score. Empty back, forward to the right for Cloud as he'll scramble around. One Spartan chasing him, and that one Spartan, Keegan Slaney, gets to him again. Second sack for Slaney, and that will get the punting unit out for Loveland. Another sack by Slaney here, and this one a key one. Gets his defense off the field, gets the ball back to his offense, and they've been clicking offensively for sure, so they do a really good field position most likely here, barring a really good punt. So the punting unit back out there. It was Ethan Lund that first time. Lund has most of the punts for Loveland, now 19th on the year. 545 yards coming in this game. And he'll get it away and pass midfield as the returner. Does not call for a fair catch, and looks like he lost a yard on that. That was Eric Bohanek. And now Turpin has it close to midfield, but they'll be spotted at their own 38-yard line for first and 10. It was a good job by Jake Katsanis, too, to get down there. and He's kind of shocked he didn't call for the fair catch and didn't have any momentum up to tackle him, so he just kind of hung on until backup arrived. That will give the Spartans the ball inside their own territory. First and 10 for Turpin as they lead 21-6 with 1.30 to go in our first quarter. Beautiful nights. It's supposed to get really chilly, like down to the 30s tonight. And Silverstein will have a back towards his left. And two receivers camped out on both sides of the formation. One man from the left, 
heading towards the right. That is Manaster. Uh, Silverstein looks towards the right, and it's in and out of the hands of Max Gundrum. That's a tough drop. But I think that's more of a case of you thought you had it, then you start to go forward instead of having the ball then going forward. But that's incomplete nonetheless. Second and ten for Turpin. It's common when you think you see space in front of you and a lot of green in front of you towards scoring a touchdown. And he just gets ahead of himself. Second down and ten now as Silverstein slaps his hands harder. Coaching staff waving in a new play. It's one wide receiver on the far side. Silverstein gets the ball. It's a handoff for Naughton. Naughton will dance his way towards the Turpin tee. And he's got a first down and he's spotted down around. Actually, I think the refs are going to spot him around the 48-yard line. And it's first and ten Turpin as the Spartans continue just to pound the ball. They've been able to mix it in the pass as well so far tonight. Not the deep ball really outside the touchdown, but little screen passes have kind of opened up the defense a little bit, and it's allowed them to run the ball up the middle like this. Keeps the Tigers' defense on their toes. You don't know if you're expecting a run or a little bit of a short screen like you mentioned. It's first and ten as Silverstein has the back. Naughton, a fake. Silverstein keeps it and finds Josh Bell again. Josh Bell spinning at Loveland's 45-yard line. Bell picks up about six. Again, using the size, and Silverstein's quick to find his tight end, and Bell picks up six on that completion. Make it second down and four as the Spartans need to get past the Loveland 37-yard line. 32 seconds left in our opening quarter. 21-6 Turpin is your score. There's 17 seconds on the play clock, so the Spartans do have to run a play. Silverstein will have Naughton as his back towards the right. Three receivers on the near side, one on the right. Five seconds left as Silverstein slaps his hands at midfield, gets the ball, and now runs forward. There's a Tiger chasing him. He's swallowed up, but he can't find his receiver on that right side. I think that's Josh Bell again. That hit off the right hand of Bell as he was leaning down towards that ball. It's a nice job by Silverstein to escape that sack. However, it's incomplete, and it's third down and three at Loveland's 45. With four seconds left in this opening quarter, 21-6 Turpin. How many third down opportunities so far for the night? They're 0 of 1 so far. It's third down and 3 for the Spartans with 14 seconds on the play clock. Should be the last offensive play of this quarter. Silverstein with the handoff to Naughton, who's passed the first down markers, and that concludes our first quarter as Naughton just gave the Spartans another fresh set of downs and will swap sides. At the end of the first quarter, the Turpin Spartans lead at home against the Loveland Tigers 21-6 here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Budget Door of Cincinnati has you covered. We specialize in repair and installation of commercial doors, security gates, and dock levelers. With affordable rates, 24-hour commercial service, and free replacement quotes, Budget Door can help you with any of your dock or door projects. Have an issue with your home garage door or opener? Budget Door can help with that, too. Servicing the tri-state area for over 30 years, Budget Door offers quality service at a budget price. Call 513-851-6644 to schedule your door repair or replacement today. We're 
clean shape. We're starting the second quarter now as Turpin leads Loveland 21-6 and the Spartans are already on the field on first and 10 at Loveland's, we'll call that in between the 39 and 40 to set things off as Silverstein checks in with two receivers to the right, Hurley and Gundrum on the near side as Turpin now attacks from left to right and Loveland going right to left in this quarter. We're glad you're joining us here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports, as Silverstein finds Naughton with some empty room in the backfield, and Naughton wiggles his way. He's got a first down and a couple more yards after that. Josh Bill, a nice pickup block that um, five more yards beyond that pass the marker. It's another first down for Turpin, and that will continue to roll the clock. Actually, he was pushed out of bounds, I beg your pardon. Nope, the refs say rolled that clock. 21-6 Spartans. With 11.50 to go in this first half here, another Eastern Cincinnati Conference battle, and we're visiting Spartan Stadium tonight as the Spartans host the Loveland Tigers. First and 10, empty back for Silverstein. Continuing to go back around Loveland's 36-yard line. Silverstein still back. He's on the Turpin tee, and he's going to throw this one away. Silverstein was flushed out by Loveland, and he had nowhere to go. I think you want to hit Caden Notton off to the right, but... Two Tigers waiting on him. It will make it second down and 10 from Loveland's 28-yard line as Turpin leads 21-6 with 11.27 to go in the second quarter. It was a good play by the Tiger defense there to be able to contain the scramble, scrambling quarterback and not let him get upfield but also maintain their coverage at the same time. Notton's the back to the right of Silverstein. Three receivers check in on the near side for second down and 10. Back to Silverstein, a fake handoff, and he'll find a tall target, Logan Hurley. Hurley's still on his feet. He's inside the five. He dances out towards the five as he's surrounded by three Tigers, and he's knocked down at the six. That is a fresh set of downs, and that puts Turpin at first and goal. But nice job by Loveland's defense keeping, keeping the target, Logan Hurley, staying parallel. Two missed tackles there caused by Hurley. Able to weave himself inside the 10-yard line now. First and goal situation. It will be at the Loveland 6 as the Spartans lead 21-6 here. 11.06 to go in our second quarter here from Spartan Stadium on the campus of Turpin High School. Formation set up towards the right with 10 on the play clock. Silverstein will have a man in motion from right to left. As Silverstein guns it into the end zone and bouncing off the hands of Josh Bell. It's incomplete. It'll be second down and goal now for Silverstein and company. Nice breeze blowing through here. The umbrellas have disappeared, meaning the rain is staying away the Forest Hills. Forest Hills School District contains not only Turpin, but Anderson, which is something I didn't realize between the two, uh, or between the one school district. And it's going to be second down and goal at the Loveland Six. Naughton is behind the quarterback with 10 left on the play clock. Silverstein gets the call. Naughton setting up towards his right now. Three on the play clock. Silverstein slaps his hands with two on that play clock. And it's a keep for the quarterback, Silverstein. And he's quickly knocked down. I think Austin Lodor helped on that stop. And it's going to be third down and goal. Looks like at the Loveland five. 10.30 to go in our second quarter. Spartans 21, Tigers 6. It looked like Loveland got a little help from the offensive lineman there. 
accidentally got pushed back into the quarterback and kind of slowing him up and giving him a chance to tackle him there. One wide receiver on both sides. The left one is farther away, and it's going to be Naughton with the hand. Naughton, is he in the end zone? Yes! Naughton, with his third wrestling touchdown tonight, puts Turpin up six more points. It's 27-6 Spartans with the extra point on the way. Well, they started the night 0-1 on third downs. The last two have been touchdowns. Also a fourth down conversion for a touchdown tonight as well. And for Naughton, that's his third touchdown of the game. Malloy out there for his fourth extra point attempt. He's three for three thus far. Is the senior kicker, also listed as a running back for this Turpin squad. Here's the snap and the place and the kick is up and through the uprights. No, it's not. He went wide. And that will take us to a break here with 10.05 to go in the second quarter. Spartans 27, Tigers 6 on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Enjoying tonight's broadcast but missed the first 30 minutes? No need to worry. Appointment listening for all ESP Media broadcasts can be found at soundcloud.com backslash ESP Media or subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Search for ESP Media. Appointment listening by ESP Media since 2010. Rusting touchdown for Caden Naughton. And Turpin leads 27-6 with 10.05 to go in this first half. The Spartans set to kick it away. Naughton has been very impressive tonight for the Turpin Spartans. And the kick will go all the way back to Loveland's five. I believe that's Lake with the return. And he looked like he was spun down. He's continuing to push through a pile of Spartans and Tigers. Nice job staying on the feet. And that's going to be first and 10, Loveland at their 20-yard line. Could have been at their own 15, but nice additional push on that return. Great job staying on the feet. So we'll see the return of the Loveland offense. They struck in their first possession on the night as Calvin Cloud found Bailey Jackson, who's been his favorite target tonight. And Cloud, the last... One out there, set up first and 10 with 9.57 to go in this second quarter as Turpin leads 27-6. They'll set up with two receivers on the left, one checking in on the right, and the back to the left. It's a handoff to the back, and pushing forward, I think that's Natuan Webster, the freshman. That is Webster getting in the mix here. And that's a pickup of, they're calling it six. So after that first drive where Loveland wasn't accomplishing much on the run, the last few drives they've picked up some nice chunkets of yards and we're going to have a whistle and a timeout by Turpin with 9.34 to go in the second quarter. We'll take one too here on ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports as the Spartans lead 27-6. For professional staffing, there's only one name you need to know. 
Robert Half. Robert Half custom matches our candidates to your specific hiring requirements by combining personalized service from local staffing experts with an advanced matching technology based on 70 years of successful placements. For highly skilled accounting, finance, IT, legal, marketing, or administrative staffing, count on Robert Half. We'll find you productive, engaged employees. Learn more at roberthalf.com slash radio. Here at Spartan Stadium, Turpin leads Loveland 27-6 with 9.34 to play in the first half. Thank you for joining us tonight on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. The Turpin Spartans, they are tied for first in the ECC with Anderson. The Redskins 4-2, Turpin 6-0. As Cloud finds Lodor towards his left, and Lodor quickly knocked down by Dominic Heiss. It's a name we've been calling a bunch, and that's a loss of two or three. And that's going to put Loveland back at their own 25-yard line, needing to cross their 30 for a fresh set of downs. Cloud found Lodor. I believe that's the first time he found the tight end tonight. But Turpin right on top of it, and that's a loss of a couple. Cloud will send three wide receivers to the right. Lodor checking in in the middle of the three. As Cloud has it, rolls back and finds a Spartan. His pass is tipped, and it's knocked down to finish it off by Turpin's Harry Tzinski. And that's going to bring out the punting unit again for the Tigers, trailing 27-6 with 8.50 to go in this second quarter. And the Spartans' returner in Tzinski will wait. This receiving. It was almost like Turpin knew that rollout to the right was coming as that was the side they brought the pressure off of, forcing Cloud to get it away quick and have that pass deflected at the line. Punting unit out there for the third time tonight. And Lodor make scratch it. That's Lund. Says goodbye to it. And it's going to bounce Loveland's way and stall around the 31-yard line of Turpin. And that's where the Spartans have the ball again. Leading 27-6 with 8.41 to go in this first half as the Spartans offense has scored a touchdown in every single drive thus far. Moving some, very much a rhythm tonight offensively. Defensively starting to find themselves as well. At an early drive, Lovell was able to march down the field and score a touchdown, but since then really kept them in check. It's first and 10 Spartans at their own 32-yard line. 8.41 to go in this first half, 27-6 for the Spartans. Silverstein with two receivers to the left. Man in motion from left to right. And a handoff over to Naughton. Naughton cutting through the middle. And Naughton picks up about five on that rush. It'll make it second down and actually four. Small spot at the Spartans' 37-yard line. Pretty interesting, too, that... Loveland has put in a defensive lineman in Ben Morrison um, to play linebacker, maybe try to stop that run game a little more, plug up those holes in the middle. Second down and five. 
with two receivers on the left, one on the near side, and the back to the left of Silverstein. Down low, Silverstein holds on to it, goes towards his right, and it's complete for a first down and more, and the Spartans are back in Loveland territory. Max Gundrum with the reception, and he's knocked down around the Loveland 48-yard line. First and 10, Turpin, with 7.59 to go in the second quarter, 27-6, Spartans. Pretty tight coverage there by Reese Hatfield as well. If he's not there, I think Gundrum's off the races. First and 10, Spartans, with three receivers to the left, one on the near side, and Naughton to Silverstein's right. He's flushed out of the pocket is the quarterback, but he's going to get past his line of scrimmage, and he's got the first down and a few more yards after that. What could have been a sack for Loveland's defense, Silverstein turns that in and makes it a quick grab of the first down. Always tough to handle the dual threat quarterback like Silverstein is. Been beating him through the air tonight, and I'll, when he has to, he's able to escape the puck and get a first down on the ground. He went out of bounds, so with 7.35 to go in this second quarter, Turpin up 27-6. It's first and 10 now at Loveland's 37-yard line. It's a keep by the quarterback, Silverstein, but he runs right into the mob, and I think there's a second tackle there. The ball does come out, but the whistles go off well before it slips out. So that's a pickup of, we'll call that four, or second down and six, Turpin at Loveland's 33-yard line. Right now there's a official timeout. There's a Tiger tying his shoe, making sure that everything's good at the feet. But Turpin again, they move the ball so fluently. Silverstein with two receivers to the right and Naughton behind the quarterback, slightly to the left. Second down and six for Turpin at Loveland's 33-yard line. 27-6 Spartans, 6.56 to play in the first half. Silverstein rolls out, darts it to the right, and finds his intended target who swallowed up at the 17-yard line. It's Gundrum again, and it's another first down for the Spartans and the Maroon. Max Gundrum is 144 receiving yards on the year coming into only 10 catches, so pretty good average per catch, but not a ton of receptions on the year, but he's having himself a night so far. It's now first and 10 for Turpin at the Loveland 18-yard line, 635 and rolling to play in this first half. Silverstein with 14 on the play clock, a back towards his left, and two receivers on the far side of the field. It's a fake handoff, and down the middle, I believe that's Gundrum again. He'll tumble towards the one-yard line, and he's dangerously close to the end zone. That's a fresh set of downs, and it's first and goal for Turpin. And it's going to be spotted down at the Loveland. Scoreboard says four, and that's where the Spartans set up first and goal. Silverstein with Naughton towards his left with three rushing touchdowns on the night. 27-6 Turpin. It's a throw by Silverstein to the right corner, and it just slips away from the right hand of Gundrum. One-on-one -on -one coverage incomplete. Still a good throw there by Silverstein. He put the ball where only Gundrum could get to it if he could get to it. That was by the back pylon. It'll be second and goal back at the Loveland four. It's the Spartans lead, 27-6, a 21-point lead for the undefeated Turpin Spartans. Silverstein with Naughton back towards the left. A receiver on the near side, two on the left. There's a back right behind the offensive line, Silverstein. An angle give to Naughton who dives into that 
Maroon Turf. Touchdown, Naughton and Turpin. That's his fourth rushing touchdown for four yards. And it's 33-6. Spartans, your score, 5.58 to go in this first half. Naughton strikes gold for the fourth time tonight. Just three touchdowns on the ground all year long for him coming into the night. He's got four of them already. Malloy will come out for the extra point. Missed his last one, but still three of four in the contest. Malloy waits the snap. It's placed. Here's the kick. It's through the uprights. Yes, it is. Four or five is Malloy. And we'll take a timeout with 5.58 to play in the second quarter. Turpin 34, Loveland 6 on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Loveland Chiropractic Office has been treating patients in the Loveland area since 1921. We have generations of experience that continue to lead the field in chiropractic care. With our experience, we have high level of success with acute injuries as well as chronic conditions. You can find us online at lovelandchiro.com. That's lovelandchiro.com. And on Facebook. Kyle Howard, we have Brock Faulkner, our engineer, and I'm Lee W. Mowen. Thanks for joining us this evening as Turpin now leads 34-6 as Naughton has found the end zone for the fourth time tonight. And Turpin set to kick it away. Malloy, Miles Malloy ready to go. On the other side is Lake and Jackson back at their own five. The kick is spiraling towards the 20, bouncing out the 17 and picked up on the far side by Lake. And Lake is quickly hit right around the 18-yard line, and that's where Loveland begins. First and 10, Tigers, with 5.54 to go in this second quarter. Turpin 34, Loveland 6. Well, if you're Loveland, you got to get a quick strike here. you got to get yourselves back in this one here. It's had a, kept it a 7-6 at one point in this game, and 27 unanswered since then. So it's, it's kind of now or never. Got to get themselves back in this game. Calvin Clowbull. Go back out there for the offense for Loveland. Uh, Bailey Jackson, along with Ethan Lund, checking in on the left side. Austin Lodor, the tight end, will go to the right. It's first and 10 with Reese Hatfield to the right of Cloud. And the ball spot at the 22-yard line of the Tigers. Trailing Turpin, 34-6, and Cloud airing it out. It is a couple yards in front of Bailey Jackson with double coverage behind him, incomplete as Branson Fall and also Alex Champlin were in hot pursuit. It's now second down and 10 for Loveland at their own 22-yard line. Cloud will have Hatfield as his back again. Lodor rolling towards the right side of that offensive line. Back is to the left of Cloud. Two receivers spaced out towards the left. It's a fake to Hatfield as Cloud open turf looking for a Tiger that's incomplete. He was looking for Winston Mansky, the junior, and he's unable to find him. Both passes falling a couple yards in front of their intended targets on this drive. 
Make it third and 10 after the second incompletion. With 5.41 to go in this first half, 34-6 Turpin. I really like that play by Loveland too to, to set up uh, uh, Lodor there to be kind of the, the backside blocker to make sure he couldn't get taken down from behind like he has a couple times tonight. More offensive line uh, cushion, if you will. Up top for Cloud on third and 10 and Cloud swarmed by the Spartan Army. That's a loss of, that's a loss darting back all the way to Loveland's 15 yard line and that means the Tigers will have to punt. Chris Ward has the sack on Calvin Cloud. Sam Mackenheimer got in there at the end as well. He's been all over the field tonight defensively for Turpin. We mentioned how well the Turpin offense is rolling but the defense has done a nice job since that first drive. The Tigers go three and out. And the punting unit back out for Loveland. I think that's Lund out there with seven seconds on the play clock. The punt goes high into the sky and picked up around the 48-yard line of the Tigers. A quick tackle made by Jake Gonzanas will prevent any further gain. And it's going to be first and 10 Turpin at Loveland's territory. 4.47 to play in this second quarter. Spartans 34, Loveland 6. Need a stop here for Loveland's defense. I mean, maybe even force a turnover here to give yourself a chance here. You got still got 4.45 left in the half, so if they can get the ball back real quick here, they got a chance to score for the other half. But certainly don't want any more points allowed here. Five offensive drives for the Spartans, this being their sixth. And all of them have resulted in six points. First and 10, Turpin spotted at the Loveland 48. Naughton bounces from right to left of Silverstein. He'll get the ball rolling back into his own territory. One Tiger coming in and dropped off towards the right, in and out of the hands of Logan Hurley with double coverage, not too far behind. But if Hurley holds on to that catch, that's a first down, and he would have been able to go out of bounds with that ball. It's second and 10, Turpin back at Loveland's 48. 34-6 Spartans, 4.39 to play in this second. Silverstein with three receivers checking in on the far side. Back about three yards behind the quarterback. And Naughton, Caden Naughton, four rushing touchdowns tonight. Silverstein stares over towards the Turpin side of the gridiron. There's 10 seconds on the play clock. Back moves over to the right. And three receivers back to the left. It's a handoff to Naughton who slides forward. And he might have lost the ball, but it looks like he picks it back up. So a fumble by Naughton is recovered by Naughton. And that's a pickup of one, making it third and nine. So a third and long situation. We really haven't seen that tonight here for the Spartans. For the Spartans, they've been able to mix in the passing and the running so well. It's tough to predict what the Spartans will do here. They can pick up nine on the rush. Silverstein sets up. He'll have three receivers to look at on the left and one on the near side. Gundrum checks in on the right. Four to play in the second. Silverstein gets the ball and throws it down low, and it's caught. Wait. Looked like he caught that when he, he had to go down for it, and he actually put a knee down um, when he caught it, which making him down right where he caught it, back at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, with high school rules, uh, you're down. If, if, that's where you, if your knee touches the ground, you're down right there. You don't have to be touched. And for the first time tonight, the punting unit for Turpin comes out. 
So the first defensive stand at least. Well, I guess we'll see what they do here in fourth down if there's a fake. But barring that, first uh, defensive stop here tonight for Loveland. And the punting unit out there for Turpin. They'll go with Will Myers. He's a junior for THS. And he'll send this one afar. Looking for the fair catch. It hits off Jackson's hands. And Jackson has to tumble into the end zone. That's going to be a touchback. Now they're discussing here because he touched the ball outside of the goal and then came back and caught it. It's almost like a volleyball pop-up trying to go up for it. And it bounced off Jackson's hands, so it's live. Meaning if Turpin recovered in the end zone, I think that's six. But it looks like Loveland will catch a break and they'll have the ball at their own 20-yard line for first and 10. 3.03 to go in our first half. Turpin 34, Loveland 6. I think the key thing there is he didn't possess the ball. If he had he possessed the ball, it would have been a fumble and a safety in that case. That would have been two additional points for the Spartans if it was. Yeah, very safety. awkward situation there. I think he did call for the fair catch also. So He was rolling backwards was Bailey Jackson. And as he was rolling backwards, I think he almost misplaced where that ball was going to go. But it's first and ten, Loveland at their own 20. And Cloud has himself one back to his right and two receivers on both sides of the field. One of the left will go to the right as Cloud looks towards the right. Three Spartans rush in, but he finds a receiver and racing forward. That is Mansky, and still on his feet is Hatfield. Hatfield gets deep into Turpin territory. He's inside the Turpin 30. Reese Hatfield with the catch, and Loveland is sniffing the red zone. Easily the longest play of the night here for the Loveland offense. It's going to be first and 10 at Turpin's 29. High snap for Cloud, and he'll hand it off quickly. Possibly, that's actually Nadewan Webster. I thought it was Mason Moore for a second. Webster will get back to the line of scrimmage. No loss, no gain. It's second and 10. Bohannikin the stop for the Spartans. 2.26 and rolling to go in this first half as the Spartans lead 34-6. Cloud with Hatfield back behind him. Now towards his left. Two receivers on both sides. Spaced out more on the right. Cloud has it. Incoming Spartan. Driving it towards the right and it bounces off the arms of Tyler Lake, I believe. He was also double teamed by Turpin. And it's going to be incomplete for third down and... Actually marked the ball for a loss of one in that first play, so third and 11. Ball spot at Turpin's 30-yard line. Loveland on third and 11 with Cloud. Looks like he's got an empty back with four receivers cashing in on the right, one on the near side. Cloud will be about six yards away from his offensive line. And he'll get the ball with third and 11. Trying to roll through. And looks like he's going to be swallowed up quickly. Looks like and a ball popped out on the play. And Cloud loses a couple yards. Unable to come away from the incoming Spartans. And that's fourth down and a long Newtown mile to go. Armbruster comes in on that stop for Turpin as well. They're calling it fourth down and 16. Is Cloud staying out there? Yeah, at this point here, 
punting doesn't make a whole lot of sense here. And you want Yama to get some points, obviously, before the end of the half. So on both courts here, you want to go for it. Fourth down and long. Precisely 16. 10 on the play clock. A fake to Hatfield. He'll look for Hatfield, and it blazes over his shoulders. And that's incomplete, giving Turpin the ball at their own 35-yard line after a long gain to Reese Hatfield from Cloud. Loveland will turn it over on downs, and the Spartans have it with 1.20 to go in this first half. Turpin 34, Loveland 6. Well, that play just took too long to develop there. They did the fake hand off the Hatfield. They were hoping he was going to pick up a block. He didn't. And then all the uh, the, rat, the rush got to Cloud, and Cloud would dump it off back to Hatfield. Spartans take over at their own 35 for a first and 10 as Silverstein returns to action with three receivers to the left, one on the near side, and Gundrum. The back is Naughton. He has rushed for four touchdowns today, coming in with three, and now with seven on the season. First and 10, Turpin. Play clock is not rolling. Now Will. Silverstein. Slaps his hands, gets the ball, rolls behind his 30, and drops it to the left. He'll find Hurley. Hurley past the first down marker, and he'll be close to midfield. They're going to mark him out at the 46 of Turpin. But another fresh set of downs for the Spartan offense as they continue to operate like a well-oiled Army machine. And the ball spotted at Turpin's own 45, first and 10. 113 to go in this second quarter, 34-6 Turpin. Two receivers on both sides. They're spaced out on the right as it's kept by Silverstein. Rolling back and gunning for it. Gundrum, he's got it at the Loveland 20. He's still on his feet at the 5, and he dances in, escaping the grab of Reese Hatfield. He dances in backwards into the end zone. Touchdown, Turpin. And it's now 40-6, to Spartans, and that will start off the rolling clock. Well, the rolling clock won't start till the second half. That's the rule. It won't, so, but starting the second half, it would do that, barring a score by Loveland, but... The point there on the catch there, Max Gundrum, great footwork there, catching the ball. He would be really had a field awareness knowing where his feet were and where the, the out-of-bounds marker was, so able to keep his feet in and tiptoe into the end zone. Extra point on the way by Miles Malloy. It's 40-6 to six Spartans with 101 to play in this first half. Ten on the play clock. It's snapped. It's going high in that nighttime sky, and Malloy has made another extra point. That makes it 41-6 Turpin with 101 to play in the first half here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. For over 55 years, Miller Valentine has worked in close collaboration with businesses when they are ready to build, renovate, or expand. Choosing Miller Valentine as your construction partner means aligning yourself with passionate experts who recognize the value of a team approach. Having grown from a small general contractor to a nationally recognized construction company, Miller Valentine listens closely to your needs to recommend the best combination of construction techniques to fit your project. For more information about Miller Valentine Group, please visit us at www.mvg.com. Troubles my best friend soon as I get out I'm back in again. It's a wonder. I ain't all alone. 101 to go in the second quarter as Turpin scores again to lead 41 to 6 over the Loveland Tigers. A little bit of 
rushing touchdowns, a little bit of throwing touchdowns, and a long booming kick bouncing off the 10 and gobbled up by Bailey Jackson, who sweeps over. That is not Bailey Jackson, I beg your pardon. That is Natewan Webster with the recovery. And he'll be pushed out of bounds around the 19-yard line, and the refs will continue to blow their whistles. Trying to see if there's a flag on the field. 57 seconds left in the half, and two referees are talking it over. Now three will converge. Looks like there is a flag right there on the 26-yard line uh, just by the Loveland huddle there. Great eyes, Brock. There is one right by the Loveland offensive huddle, and it looks like it's on the kicking team. So the ball will roll closer to the logo, which is not what you see on social media if you like that sort of thing from the Turpin Spartans. I feel like that logo's new. I'll have to find out for myself because I am a logo nerd. But it's a T in the middle of the field and a round Spartan shield. That's going to put the ball at the 35-yard line, so I think that's a 15-yard penalty on the kicking Spartans. 57 seconds to play in our first half, and it's an empty backfield for Calvin Cloud. Three will check in on the right, two on the left. Cloud has it, spins his back towards the right, and he'll find Lodor right around the 42-yard line, a pickup of seven, and the Tigers now have second and three at their own 43. Good catch by Lodor. Two, Cloud threw that a little bit behind him, but he was able to adjust and reach back and get the ball. Four receivers on the left now for Calvin Cloud as the Tigers attack from right to left, and Cloud will keep it, and looks like he'll pick up the first down. He'll dive into the circle, and that is a first down. Here come the chains. That'll stop the clock momentarily. There's 25 seconds left as Cloud is two yards shy of midfield, and a timeout has been taken. And we'll take one, too, here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. 41-6 Turpin, but 25 seconds left in the first half. Entrust the buying and selling of your home to Sipsy Klein's number one Loveland agent, Kelly Williams. With over 25 years of living in Tiger Nation, Kelly truly cares about the community and her clients. Call her to get the most out of your experience. You can reach Kelly at 513-348-4548. That's 5138 <laughs> It's 41-6 Turpin, but it's Loveland's ball with 25 seconds left in the second quarter. And I spy backup quarterback and Luca Acalino out there. I think he's checking as a receiver on the right. Loveland will have the stacked wide receivers on the left and the right, closer to the offensive line on the near side. Hatfield is the back to the left of Cloud. It's first and 10 at their own 48. Hatfield will make the throw, and it's out for Acalino, and it's intercepted. It's picked off by Harry Tuzinski. Tuzinski still rolling. He's past the 30. He's past the 22, and he stops right around. There's a flag that bounces in around the Loveland 30, and it might be. And here comes another flag, this time around the Loveland 18. So a little trickery there, picked off by Turpin. 
And the Spartans have a chance for another score and another timeout. I think that's a timeout called by Turpin, but we're keeping it here with six seconds left in the first half. There's another flag thrown late at the 20-yard line as well, so I wonder if there's maybe offsetting fouls of unsportsmanlike or personal fouls, something of that nature. But that last play, Cloud had the ball, and he gets the snap. He looks over. I think Hatfield was the second person to touch it, and they go for Ocalino waiting on the right wing, and Ocalino gets the throw deep. However, it's picked off by Harry Tuzinski, a name we've called quite often tonight. One of them is an offensive foul against Turpin. So, so one uh, penalty on Turpin? Well, I, I was watching the referee there. The the penalty that they're calling and they're taking the ball back to the 54 um, was the first personal foul during the return. And then after he was tackled, there was offsetting personal fouls on Loveland and Turpin, which do offset. So, therefore, technically you are correct. They're one personal foul moving the ball back to the 50, which – Gives Loveland a break because Turpin was already in the red zone. If, if none of that happened, it looks like they're just going to take a knee and take it into half here. Six seconds left in the first half. There's the knee by Silverstein. And both teams will head to the locker rooms as the Turpin Spartans lead the Loveland Tigers 41-6. This Turpin team has attacked well. and They'll head to the locker rooms. And the rolling clock will start with us in the second half. Gentlemen, your thoughts on that first half? Yeah, it was a good start here for Loveland, and it's kind of what happened last week as well. It just got to a good start and couldn't finish, and uh, really it's been all Turpin here this first half, offensively and defensively, been able to, ever since that first drive, been able to get stops defensively, and uh, only one drive they've been stopped by the Loveland offense tonight, so it's, uh, things are clicking on all cylinders for Turpin. Uh, Loveland's going to have to make some adjustments here. Absolutely. Um, Loveland, Loveland's definitely going to need to come out with a different game plan as as Turpin's offense just seems to, they, they don't get big gains. Uh, well, they did get one that first half, but they just continuously get 10, 5, 15, 10 yards every single play. And, I mean, after you're you're on the defense and you're on the field for, for so long, it's you're going to get tired. So we will send it off to the halftime break here. Uh, as Turpin leads Loveland 41 to 6. Welcome into another edition of the Angry Quarterbacks. I'm Richard Skinner from Local 12 and Local12.com with the real quarterback, Tony Pike of Reading, UC, and Carolina Panthers fame, and now quarterback whisperer to many in this area, many yes. a young lad in yes. this area. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit more. As always, we talk some NFL and Bengals. Um, if you can consider the Bengals as a member of the NFL. Uh, we talk some college football and we talk some high school football. Actually, that's coming up in the next segment. But for this segment, we will start with the Bengals. And um, I honestly don't know where to go from here. I, I, I think that what we have to know now is we have to hear from somebody in charge other than Zach Taylor. Yes. Who has helped put this roster together and what your plan is moving forward to fix it. And yes. that may mean in the next couple of weeks what the, I don't need a specific that I'm going to trade Carlos Dunlap for this. Right. But the fact that, yes, we are going to listen to trade offers. And if a trade offer comes along, we are going to take it. We are going to be more aggressive in free agency. We're not going to pick at the scrap heap when it's all been picked out already mm -hmm. and take the John Millers of the world, take the Preston Browns of the world. We're going to take some of the money that we were maybe going to use to sign A.J. Green with 
and save that for free agency next year and attack free agency in a different yeah. way. I want to know a plan. And you know what I'm afraid? Either they don't have a plan, and they're sure as hell not going to tell us what the plan is. Yeah, I, I saw today a letter from Carl Linder on Twitter from FC Cincinnati yes. saying, hey, yep. we're going to be better. What happened this year? And that could be lip service, but at least it. it's right. something. But at least it's something for the fans. Mm-hmm. The fans in Cincinnati are longing for something to cling to right now. Because you look at what's going on with this team, and we can talk about the game itself, but you look around what's going on with this team. I've heard players come out and say, we need to be better. I've heard the coach come out and say, we need to be better. And he's even talked about himself, he yes. need to be better. I've not heard anything from the brass up top. Me neither. Come in and say, we need to be better. So when you have that, you, you basically just leave your fan base, which is a fan base that's retreating right now. Quickly. And so, and, and Quickly. I gave, I gave this, this uh, instance on the Tony and Mo show yesterday. I said, you know, two years ago, if a play like that fourth and one run play would have happened, I would have had 40 or 50 text messages from friends or family. Now, I, got, I got two and now it's, on it, Sunday. People, people laugh at right. it more than anything else. But I got two. Wow. So that tells me that either people aren't even watching yep. or people don't care anymore. And when you have that and you see what the attendance is and you see that UC, who as great as UC is, they're not a Power 5 school. They're drawing 40-plus thousand on a Friday night. Sold the joint out. Sold it out. And then you're putting that product on the field Sundays. Someone needs to answer. And I'm with you. You either come out and you say, here's our plan, and we're going to be aggressive and we're going to listen, or you give off the idea that you're going to stay just as you are, which is swinging and missing majority of the draft, not signing any big free agents, and not making a, a trade. And, and we've talked about, everyone's talked about the A.J. Green rumors and I just want to know by the trade deadline either you have AJ Green signed or not. If you Absolutely. let him continue it's throughout not, the rest no, no, of the no, season, no, it's not even a hard. You either have a signed contract yes. by the time October 29th at four o'clock comes along, yep. or you have signed a trade with somebody Correct. else. There is no, no in between. We're just going to ride this out, yeah, because that that to me that that puts your organization behind light years. No question. So you have an opportunity, and people talk about draft stock and this and that. Draft picks don't just equate to draft picks. Teams will give up valuable assets for draft picks. Yes. You could maybe move a first-round pick for a Trent Williams. You saw what Pittsburgh did with Minka Fitzpatrick. Well, 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 in that scenario that you're talking about, suppose you get a first-round pick for A.J. Green. Now you got two. Yeah. And you, you, can and you basically have Jonah Williams yes. coming back. Yeah. So you have three first-round picks just from A.J. Green. Yes. So to me, there's, there's all these moving parts. You just have to make a decision and go forward with it, or else you're telling your fan base, basically, huh, eh, doesn't matter. No. And, and Whatever. Uh, that's the part I think that's that's the most frustrating if you are a fan. I really think they believe this. I think it's twofold. A, I think they thought they were closer to that four and one team of last yeah. year than the two and nine team that finished it. Um, and I get some of that, Tony. I do um, because injuries kind of took their toll in that eleven game stretch. But you can also look at the four and one stretch and, and go, yeah. look, uh, Indy was driving to score the go-ahead touchdown, and you forced the fumble, scooped and scored to seal that win. Yeah. Baltimore cut a 28-7 lead to 28-23 before you kind of put that one away with a couple of field goals. The Miami game, you were all out in the fourth quarter scoring two defensive touchdowns to win that game, or that's a loss. Right. You get a last-second touchdown pass at Atlanta to beat them. So there's a little smoke in yeah. there. And look, your record is what it is. I'm not going to take away right. that they had a 4-1 and start. Um, well, then you can't take away that they've lost 14 out of 16. That is correct. And I, but I think they really believed... And, and I'm okay with this. If, if somebody would just tell me that, listen, we really thought we were close to that. But no one's going to tell you that. That's a problem. That's the problem. We're all just left kind of wondering. Yes, correct. And now you get to a point where it's like, okay, well, where, where does the, the and they truly, stop? They, and they truly believed 
that all it was going to take was a coaching change to yeah. make this better. That was what they sold the fan base on is this is going to make it all better. And listen, I think you and I talked about this last week. The coaching change had to happen. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it was more than past time for that, that portion to happen. And I'm not here to tell you this is a Zach Taylor issue yet. It could be. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's lost his last 10 games as a play caller. I do know that. Yeah. Um, going back to his UC days. But, yeah, I, I need to hear. I think, I think your fans deserve mm-hmm. to hear something. I know you thought you were doing them a solid by getting rid of Marvin and bringing in this hot young coach off of the yep. hot coaching staff in the, uh, of the L.A. Rams. Okay, you, you can sell us on that for a very short period of time, and it kind of it created zero buzz in the offseason. Right. Well, the, it created zero buzz to start this season. I mean, it, it, you've got to have a plan and, and convey that plan right. to the fan base. Well, the, the problem is the fan base has nothing to hold on to. If I'm, an Arizona, if I'm an Arizona fan right now, I can hold on to the idea of Kyler Murray in the future. Yeah, I, I'm going to go through my lumps this year. Right. Still, they're not going to win a lot the, of games. The but... worst team, I think, in football, the Miami Dolphins, have 10 picks in rounds 1, 2, and 3 and $120 million in cap space. Yes. This year might be bad, but if I'm a Dolphins fan... 2021 looks pretty good. I'm like, okay, let me start looking at some of the guys that I could get next. Mm-hmm. Let me see, look at the free agents. Let me see what we could trade. All these assets we have. We in Cincinnati have none of that right now. None. So we have... None of that to look forward to in the future. And then you watch a game, and there's, there's three aspects of this game that, to me, were disheartening. One on the defensive side for the third, was it, well, the second straight week. Mason Rudolph last week, Kyler Murray this week. I watched a young quarterback come in and not really be pressured. Not pressured at all. I watched it. It was, it was pretty easy on him. You get a matchup with Nick Vigil on your running back, take it. They vacate the box, run the ball. A team that ran... For 98 yards a game coming in the game, ran for 266. I got news for you. In the NFL, that is a ton of yards. Yes, on the I have ground. news for you. The Ravens, they run the ball. Yeah. The Jaguars, they run the ball. Yep. The Rams, they can run the ball. So defensively, that side, disheartening. Offensively, 22 passing yards and a half for Andy Dalton against a terrible secondary in Arizona. And then I've been, I've been screaming this for weeks. You signed Giovanni Bernard to an extension in the offseason. You had no John Ross, no A.J. Green this week, and you're telling me a guy that you said, hey, you know what, whoever made the decision, whether it was organization, whether it was Zach Taylor, you said, you know what, let, let's, let's buy in and give Giovanni Bernard a third contract, which running backs in the NFL, that's okay. tough to do. I, I'll give you my answer on that in a second, but I know what you're saying. I mean, he's on your roster. Right. I think I'd find a way when I'm down some weapons to, yeah. to put him on the field. There were a couple snaps he and Joe were on the field together. Yes. I want to see more. Yes. I want to see more. I, I do think the Giovanni Bernard signing was absolutely, in my opinion, a preemptive strike for a Joe Mixon possible holdout after this year. I yeah. think that was what they decided. You know what? We're going to have a chip to use when he uses a chip against us. Well, okay, that's fine. I'm, I'm okay with that. But you have him on your roster. Right. Utilize him. Yes, especially in a game where you don't have your weapons. Right. Giovanni Bernard, his whole career in Cincinnati, has shown he can run in between the tackles, outside the tackles. I think he's a better pass blocker right now he's than what Joe pass. Mixon Joe is showing. He's a terrible pass blocker. He can split out and catch passes, and he can catch so passes out of the backfield. Yes. Okay, listen, if you're in a passing situation or you want Correct. to throw it, put Gio in the backfield, put Joe lined up out wide, and let's go with that. Give me Giovanni Bernard as a wildcat. I'm fine with that. Put too. them both in there. We saw it from Pittsburgh. I've seen what Taysom Hill has done in New Orleans. There's, there has to be a way. Look what Ingram and Kamara did the last couple of years before Ingram went to Baltimore. Right. I mean, there, there's possibilities to put two playmakers on the field when you don't have playmakers surrounded. And that, 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 that to me, when your offense has been this bad, I don't understand how he doesn't see more snaps. All right, I'm giving Zach Taylor a pass for now. Um, what say you on that? Where, where do you stand on, on, on the job you think he has done well, he's, as a head coach and as a play caller? He's playing with a, a short deck. No question. Uh, but to me, there's just been question marks of, 
you know, how, how do you have the success coming out and running the ball the first drive and then don't get back to it until late in the game? How do you not establish what's going on against a team? Look, the Arizona Cardinals... What is this team's identity on offense? Correct. If I ask you, no, honestly, they don't have one. Right. The Arizona Cardinals' defense was not good. No. They're not good. They're not going to be good. No. So you come out and you... Again, a quarterback in his ninth year passes for 22 yards in the first half. We've seen the offense be abysmal in the first half all season, really. I don't know. I know he's playing with, again, a the, the short end of the stick. But to me, fourth and one, why we're in shotgun, why why Andy Dalton's following Joe Mixon through a hole. Like I can live with – I love the call to go for it. I do, too. Get under center. And Tom Brady's 50 years old and can still Dude, quarterback sneak for a it yard. It wasn't even a yard. No. It was a, it was a foot. Quarterback sneak or get under center, turn around and let Joe Mixon run in an eye formation. I think you can make a sneak in that yes. I really believe that. That, that to me, that when, I, when I see stuff like Auden Tate drop a pass, or if I see a bad, like I, can, I attribute that to, they, just, they don't have the guys that right. can get off coverage right now. But on fourth and one, when that's the play you throw out there, that's what you question. Yeah. And again, when, you, when you're five games in and you can't give a team's identity, and you're five games in, and you're making the same mistakes defensively. It's it's almost like the the broadcasters of the game are laughing at it. Like you'd think, when every team beats you to the edge, you could do something to change that. I I think honestly, some of it is you got you got Jesse Bates won't come down and tackle anybody right. anymore. Uh, Sean Williams does, and he's also, he's a he's a torpedo, and he's yep. killing. You himself. have two corners that don't want to two tackle. Two corners don't want to tackle. You, you didn't address your linebackers. Your linebackers position. aren't fast enough or athletic enough to get to the edge. Right. If your end, who's making business decisions, it looks like your high-priced defensive end and Carlos Dunlap yeah. is getting blocked up and not being able to to, to set an edge. Yep. I, I think I just keep attacking the, the the perimeter. Well, we have Jermaine. Oh, well, no, he doesn't play. I will say this: we did talk to Luana Rumo yesterday, and we asked him specifically about Jermaine. He said, "I've got a." He said, some of that's on Jermaine. He said, yep. right now, some of it's on me. And he said, you know, I get him in a game, and he goes to the wrong gap, um, and I, I get him out. And he said, I, I need to kind of trust the process a little bit more. And I said, I get it. I mean, it's a close right. game. Right. I, I, but I, I think you will see some more Jermaine Pratt snaps. So whether that's a good thing or not, I don't know. I get, I get being a close game, but games like San Francisco, he should have yes, been in there more. No doubt. I, I don't Games like, you know, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, get him in absolutely. there more. So, no, I agree with you. And, and, and that goes for the other side of the ball, too. If your identity going to the offseason was going to be run the ball, Drew Sample should be on the field. No doubt. But if you look back to, I believe it was not this week, but last week, out of 10 rookie tight ends, he was the lowest graded run blocking yes. tight end. Now, his pass blocking has been really, really good. Great. But, I mean, it, that that was your second round pick. You had to go up and get him because yeah. he can block. That, it, and mean, he's not blocking. I mean, that was a specific pick for a specific yes. reason to be a run blocking tight end like that's to help you win the a run. A run game. blocking tight end. On the field? That's like fifth or sixth round. If you're going to get one in the second round, he better be a starter. Yes. Especially when, when, when there's third, fourth, fifth round grades on the guy, you better be going up to take a chance on a guy knowing it's this so, guy's going to be a starter for us. So that's where I go back to whose fault is this right. that we're – I mean, and that's where this organization is really hard to pin down because if I were to ask you um, in the last five years, not counting this draft, the five years prior, who was responsible for pulling the trigger on draft day? I have no idea. Was it Mike Brown? Was it Marvin Lewis? Duke Tobin. Was it Duke Tobin? Right. Was it a conglomerate decision? I, yep. I don't know that. All I know is this. Since the Andy Dalton-A.J. Green draft of 2011, so the drafts since then, mm-hmm. how many guys have made a Pro Bowl in the, la- in the draft classes since? And how many Pro Bowls they've made? No. One. Tyler Eifert made in yep. 2015. He was selected in 2013. Not one other. So, and, I, and if, they, if you don't want that to be the measuring stick, that's fine. Yeah, well. How about all the whiffs? Right, but it should be. Whiffs? But it should be because 2015, they looked at Andrew Whitworth and said, no, nah, yeah. I think you're done. Yeah. 
Uh, whiff on Oboihe. Whiff on Fisher. Seems like a whiff on Billy Price. Whiff on third-round linebackers. Yes. Like what? So so here's here's now the, the next step. Tyler Croft was a third-round right. pick. How much of an impact did he make? Right. Here's now, here's now the next step in the process that's a little worrisome. So say this team does say, okay, you know what? We're going to change the mold a little bit. Let's get some draft picks. Where's the confidence right. that they're going to nail these draft picks? That's, that's exactly because, it. Do you trust them? Because we can say whatever you want about what the Browns did and what the Dolphins are doing. You have to have someone in place at the GM role or somewhere and that says, where, you know what? That's where, and I think the fan base. That's where the fall off look, is here. They, they clamored for the coaching change. Yep. Okay. Didn't move the needle a whole lot. It moved it a little bit. Didn't move it a whole lot. Fans have come to that realization of, yeah, Marvin, it was time for Marvin to go, but this isn't all the Marvin issue. We've seen this. We've seen this record played out before. Yeah. It's now gotten to the point, if you don't show them that you've brought in a bona fide NFL general manager with some level of pedigree, not some yep. guy you're taking a swing on, yep. with a bona fide pedigree of building somewhere else and building successfully, you're not getting them back. Yeah. You're I mean, not look, getting them back. And I'm telling you, it's going to get worse before it gets better. It if happens. You don't do that. Right. It happens around the NFL. Kansas City had Alex Smith coming off a Pro Bowl year and drafted Patrick Mahomes. Because they had a plan. Yes, the Ravens had Joe Flacco still, and they they had a plan. And you can you could be bought in or not on Lamar Jackson, yet, but at least they had a plan. No doubt. There's no plan in place in Cincinnati right now. And I, I know Cleveland's not playing great right now, but Cleveland right. brought in John Dorsey. He made yes. a lot of changes to that roster. Yes. Maybe some of it wasn't good, but he made a lot of changes to that I, roster. But I guarantee if they have an opportunity to go get Trent Williams at the deadline, I bet you they do they'll it. go do it. Absolutely. I, I have no because, doubt Because that. John Dorsey has shown that he will. Mm-hmm. We in Cincinnati have shown that we won't. No. We, we, we window dress everything with, well, we have Zach Taylor, and then I'll oh, slide this Bobby Hart deal on the back. Oh, let's Preston Brown because he's, he's lost a lot of weight and he's athletic now. Like they, they just try to pass that by the fan base by saying, look at all this attention on Zach Taylor. Look what we're doing with the coaching staff. That's and then, no, that's all, that's oh, exactly John Jerry. Well, he was out of football last year, but he, he's, he's close with Jim Turner. Like that that's what they're selling us on. And you know what? If all that works, good for you. But guess right. what? It doesn't. It hasn't. It, doesn't. it isn't. And for the second time this season, one against the Bengals and last night, I watched Quan Alexander, a guy who people in this city said in the offseason overpay. You need a linebacker. Uh, Quan you know, Alexander. Just a line, but Preston Brown is a linebacker. You right. need a guy who's a playmaker. Yes. And I've seen him two times live now, and I've seen Quan Alexander make a ton of plays. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so Let's say we get to the bye week. They're 0-8, and, and that's a real possibility. That's an extremely real possibility. And at that point, the, the day after the final game of, of the first half, before they go into that bye week, that Tuesday is the trade deadline, if they don't make a deal, what, oh. if you're a fan, and I think, I think you've got some fan in you, I, yeah. I do, how do you, how do you read that? I, I, think you are, I think you are on the border of losing over half your fan base. I do too, and it, 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 it that sounds drastic. Do you, think they, do you think they understand that? I don't know, I, but but if you look at the crowd Sunday, like I would say after the Seattle game where we were kind of fooled, I was fooled. It I wasn't was, like it was a sellout that next Sunday. No, it had it, the, it was more than what I thought. It was a right. solid fifty thousand, and I but, believe that. But now, if you're looking at what has come, and it, I mean and Kyler thing, Murray first round pick, you got a chance to. And the thing is, you don't get that fan base back until you win no. on a grandiose level. Correct. The fan base may hang with you through some eight and eights, or even through mm-hmm. the five playoff seasons. It's disappointing you lost, but hey, this is still a good enough team to go to the playoffs. Yep. And here they go again. All right, I'm all in. Well, and then the list, there's a letdown there. And then, but you know what? Still a playoff caliber. We're, we're yeah. past the windows closed. Well, you haven't helped yourself because you've had two bad losses at home, one blown out to the Niners, the other one where a team that you should beat, the Arizona no Cardinals, doubt. comes in and wins. So you have those two home games that fans in Cincinnati watch and cling to, and then you have the Monday night debacle 
where fans get to sit around on a Sunday and watch the NFL Sunday mm-hmm. ticket, or they get to watch all these competitive football games. Mm-hmm. And these fans get excited about football. And then Monday they watch that Bengal Steelers game. And then you come to the realization that you're you know, losing it. I don't want to shell yeah. out seventy bucks for a ticket. I've done that it was, before. It's five hundred dollars to take yeah. a family of four to a Bengals game. Yeah. I don't, I'm not going to do that. I, you know what? I, I, five hundred dollars. Yeah. If they get good again, Tony, I'll do that. I, yeah. I'll do that. Okay, you, maybe you will. And right. Maybe, maybe you won't. But you're taking the risk. The longer you let this go on, that those fans don't ever come That's back. Correct. That those fans just say, you know what? I can I can go watch five games at the same time. Mm-hmm. And when I want, I can just turn the Bengals off. Yeah, I don't have to be at the stadium. I don't have to pay whatever for beer. I don't have to pay for tickets or for concessions or any of that. Yeah, I mean that that is that is a legit bona fide danger that you're walking right on the fence of right now. And you have a couple weeks till that trade deadline to show that it's going to be different. Because if you come out with the same team after the deadline and you got no deal for AJ Green, and he's just well, we're just going to see what happens. I mean, how do you how do you sell how do you sell to a fan base because it's not you're not you're not one what, player what, what, away. What if they go four and four in the oh. second half, Tony? You're not one player away. Oh no, you're that's the problem. Like if you if you could sell no, a team no, on, you know I, what? I, that's the column. That's we're going to bring AJ Green weekend. back. Yeah, that's the column. And then we're going to be aggressive. No, you're you're more than one Correct. player away. And that's why you're not you, you don't. I don't even want you to bring AJ Green no. back. I don't want you to throw that money that he deserves and yep. is owed. I want him 30... to go have a chance to play somewhere well, at the end of his career. But I don't want that money going to a 32-year-old wide receiver who's played 18 of the last 40 Bengals right. games because of injuries. And by the time you're good again, he's going to be 34, 35. So right. what, what will you hopefully think, what will you have done with that money? Right. Hopefully, good by then. And and again, yeah, hopefully. And if you listen to AJ Green because he's been the professional, he'll say he wants to stay here. And I and I, I take him as yes, work, but, but as I an organization, care. you can't make that business no. decision. No, your you decision cannot. is a simple one. Yes. If you don't trade him by the deadline or have him signed, you have screwed up. Yep, majorly. All right, so let me let me. And that goes for Geno Atkins. That goes Anybody. for Andy anyone. Baldwin. If any team calls, let me tell you this: If I were in a position where I wanted to blow things up, I would be on the phone with the Chicago Bears, and I'd say, "Did you watch Chase Daniels? Yeah. Do you need Andy? What Dalton? will you give me for Andy Dalton Absolutely. right now? Because you guys are a piece away. You got weapons. And you Andy, got a really good defense. Andy Dalton's not going to lose you a game. Absolutely. What do you want to give for Andy it? Dalton's as good as Mitch Trubisky. If right. Better. So, like, why wouldn't you? Yes. I. I why wouldn't you call it? Like, if I'm if I'm watching last night, and I say, man, look at the 49ers. Legit running game. Legit O line. You want AJ Green? A good quarterback. A dominant defensive line. What don't they have? They don't have a. They don't have a receiver. number receiver. No, they, they've got a, they've got some guys. They don't what, have a dominant. Wide Kyle receiver. Shanahan. You oh. want to you want to have a weapon like AJ Green? What are you guys giving up for him? Like that. You need to be proactive if you're the Cincinnati Absolutely. Bengals. A team that struggles with a pass rusher. Hey, Geno Atkins. So now I'm going to ask you to play crystal ball. Do you believe they do something like that? Every part of me wants to say yes, but historically, from what I've seen, no. <laughs> and, and that comes from the CBS Sports, uh, the article when yes. they talked about AJ Green. They interviewed not just media, not just fans. They GMs. interviewed GMs, and those GMs had the same sentiment. This team is set up to be set up like the Raiders and the Dolphins going forward if they do it right. This team is, has, has players that are just asking. This roster is asking to be flipped over. But the feeling around the league amongst GMs is what? That's not how Mike Brown operates. So if other GMs feel that way, then why should I feel any different? No, I think that's a fair comment. All right, let's talk a couple, a couple other quick NFL uh, topics. Um, I don't know what to make of the Cleveland Browns. I, I really thought that they looked like the team I believed they were going to be against Baltimore, yep. and then Monday night was a disaster. And um, maybe it says more about San Francisco. Maybe I should be looking more in that direction. But 
we talked last week. I think you thought the Ravens were still the team to beat in the division. And yep. After this weekend, I think it's almost clear cut that they are. Yes. Yes, the Raven. The Ravens are the team to beat. Extremely disappointed in the Browns last night because they weren't even competitive. No. So, what I look at now is a team in the Browns sitting at two and three. Seattle, New England, mm-hmm. back to back. You could legitimately be sitting at two and five. Yeah, and that's a hard hole to dig out of. Even though, and I know after that it's Broncos, Bills, Steelers, Dolphins, Steelers, Bengals, Bengals, times, Bengals yeah. Cardinals. They they could legitimately win eight of nine. Yes. out of that stretch. But if you go two and five, what happens to that locker room? That's, what happens that's to Odell Beckham? Yeah, that's what happens? Interesting part. Because I think if honestly, I think if they get out of the next two weeks at one and one. And that's a little taste of the angry quarterback show that you should definitely check out on ESPMediaSN.com. As we also archive all of our broadcasts available for free. As we're at the half, as Turpin leads 41-6 over the Loveland Tigers. The Spartans looking for a 7-0 record and a 4-0 ECC record. And Loveland looking to snap a six-game slide. But they got a momentum to pick up. They want to accomplish that tonight at Turpin High School. It's also homecoming night for the Turpin Spartans. They named the king and queen. The dance team came out here. Very nice halftime show. Also, I thank Turpin's athletic department for letting us be inside the press box for the accommodations and everything. Uh, so far, the rain hasn't been much of an issue. We've seen the umbrellas pop up once, maybe twice. That's been about it. Not raining right now. It's, uh, it's gone away. So Knock on wood. We do want to talk about some other ECC titles as Loveland and Turpin are sharing the girls' volleyball title. The boys' soccer title goes to the Loveland Tigers. They were undefeated, and I actually got to see them in Centerville as PA announcer for the Elks. Girls' soccer, the first in ECC history for the Anderson Redskins. They went 5-0-1. And girls' tennis, Loveland took the ECC title, although Walnut Hills had a 6-0 regular season record in the Eastern Cincinnati Conference. So congrats go out to all those teams, all those athletes, lots of wonderful athletes around the ECC. And soon adding a couple more schools, Witten Woods, Lebanon, and Withrow will be leaving. I believe they're going back to the CMAC, the Cincinnati sure. Metro Athletic Conference. There's Witten Woods, there's Lebanon, and Little Miami. So that Kings and Little Miami rivalry will be back on for conference play. 41-6 Turpin and... Leading the charge is Caden Naughton with four rushing touchdowns. He's been very impressive tonight for Turpin, as the Spartans' offense has this entire contest. It's been a really a outstanding performance here for Naughton out of the backfield tonight. He had just, again, three touchdowns coming into it on the ground all year. Obviously, at five through the year as well, but three on the ground. He has four tonight on the ground, so he's uh, done an outstanding job on the ground. And uh, all explosive runs, they were able to, he's able to convert scores. And defensively, uh, you look at the Turpin Spartans just playing very well right now. They've been able to get in the backfield a lot and create havoc in the passing game, stopping the run really well tonight. It's, uh, it's been very, a very complete game so far for the first half, and they're hoping to continue that. Spartans with three sacks in that first half as well on Calvin Cloud as the Tigers will take the field. Leave. They'll get the ball to start this half. As 12 minutes have been put on the clock. It's a rolling clock since Turpin has more than a 30-point advantage. And the clock won't stop unless it's a timeout or an injury on the field. Everything else, that clock continues to roll down. 
By the way, your halftime scores in the ECC, some interesting ones for you. The most interesting one is Milford at Withrow, and the Tigers of Withrow lead Milford 20-0 at the half. It's also halftime at Kings as the Knights lead Walnut Hills 14-7. The Eagles of Walnut Hills come into Loveland next Friday, and Kings will await Loveland two weeks from now by Kings Island. And where's Claremont? Has a 23-21 lead at Anderson, not too far away from Turpin High School. Redskins trail by two at the half. That Milford one, that Milford half, pretty surprising one. Definitely a surprising one. And uh, you mentioned Anderson. That's uh, that's where Loveland will finish out the year here on November 1st. And the kick is underway for the second half. And Loveland will indeed receive it. And here comes Lake slashing past the 20. And looks like he's down at the 22. Stopped by Ethan Armbruster of the Spartans. And the Tigers get the second half underway at their own 22-yard line as Turpin leads 41-6 here on ESB Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. We also mentioned thank you to Turpin for the accommodations in the press box, the depth chart, and also the hydration. So it's going to be first and 10 Tigers as Calvin Cloud returns to action. To the left, he'll have Mason Moore and Bailey Jackson awaiting. There's a back to the left of Calvin Cloud and a receiver checking in on the right. Brock Faulkner's to my left, Kyle Howard's to my right, and I'm Lee W. Mowen. As the play rolls on, Calvin Cloud slips past the tackle and dies past the 30. Not quite there at the first down, but, oh, they're going to give it to him. That's first and 10, Loveland. Calvin Cloud with a 10-yard pickup. 11.04 rolling to go in this third quarter. Turpin 41 and Loveland 6. Cloud with one back. That's Natwan Webster. Three receivers cashed in on the left. Hand off to Webster and quickly swallowed up by the Turpin run defense. I think Webster lost a couple yards there. Pushed all the way back to Loveland's own 28. Needing to get past the 43 for a first set of downs. That's a big loss turned in by the Spartans' defense. Will Myers able to get the tackle. He's also the team's punter. Hatfield back out there for Loveland. Trailing Turpin 41-6 with 10-22 to go in the third quarter. Cloud will have Hatfield checking on the right. Two receivers on both sides of the formation. As the Spartans... Looking for another big loss here. Second down and long for Cloud. He'll dart it towards the middle, and it's off Bailey Jackson's hands. It falls incomplete, and it's going to be third down and 15, Loveland, at their own 28. With under 10 to play in the third quarter, again, we're under a rolling clock here at Turpin High School in the Forest Hills area. Very beautiful scenery. It's like Loveland almost, except the forest feels a little higher on the hills. This field actually sits on a hill. And it's a very hilly uh, commute. Uh, 275 was jammed up. I'm sure most people had to feel that headache. That <laughs> We had to take detours, let's say that. Third and long as Cloud picked off. Oh, it slips out of the hands of Jake Bolin. Jake Bolin went down to the ground. The ball slipped off his left arm. But that's fourth and 15, and the punting unit takes charge for the Tigers. Getting nice pressure up front there for Turpin. Starting off the second half just as they did the first. Ever since that first offensive drive for Loveland, the Spartans defense has been outstanding out there. 
And waiting to return is Harry Tuzinski. And a big interception would put him inside the Loveland 15, if not for a couple offensive fouls. Here comes the punt. Tuzinski calling for a fair catch at Turpin's 40. And that's where the Spartans offense takes over for first and 10. 41-6 Spartans, and Turpin has their first offensive possession of the second half. Very efficient were the Spartans offensively. Just one drive out of, I believe, what was it, seven that the Spartans did not score. Now the question is, will we see the return of Justin Silverstein or possibly go through the depth chart? And that is Justin Silverstein returning. Turpin's got a big matchup at home next week against Anderson as both teams at the moment undefeated in ECC play. Three receivers towards the left and two to the right with the back and Naughton bouncing off the right shoulder of the quarterback Silverstein. Slapped the hand with 14 on the play clock and diving towards the left. That pass knocked off the hands of Isaiah Atkins of Loveland. That's incomplete and it's second and 10 for the Spartans at their own 40. Again, the clock continues to move as well. Ball comes to the turf, but running clock. Isaiah Atkins with a very nice stop, reaching past his offensive line counterpart to swat the ball down. It's going to be a single back formation with two to the left and one on the right as Turpin attacks left to right and the pitch to Naughton who curves towards the left and he turns on the Jets and he leaves everyone go. However, there's two flags as Naughton races in and he scores the touchdown. However, two flags came in and it might be offensive pushing the back against Turpin. Yeah, it's definitely going to be, I got a pin on I got it said holding, I believe. I'm a little surprised by that. Look at block in the back to me. As uh, Max Klein was way out in front, and I thought he clipped him as he was hitting the scene there and busting down the sideline. So the touchdown is waved off. And the Spartans are going back towards their own territory. There's the block in the back. With a client, the, the announcer made a call of holding, and so I was kind of confused me. That definitely was blocking the back there, so that makes more sense. He did he did clip him as he was turning around. Yeah, it was kind of a, a bad penalty by Turpin there too, because I mean, he he was a solid ten yards ahead of the defender that got blocked in the back. So it was one of those if you just let him go and run past you, you don't have that problem, and you have seven points up on the board. It'll be second down and two at Turpin's 48-yard line as the Spartans lead Loveland 41-6. First offensive possession of the second half for Turpin. Lots of motion behind the offensive line as it's a fake and a swat towards the left, incomplete, as that's Josh Bell bounced off his hands. It bounced right back to him, but it's incomplete and it makes it third down and two. Turpin at their own 48, leading Loveland 41-6 with seven minutes to go in the third quarter. It's going to be a single back once again for Turpin with a receiver on the left and right. Silverstein will have Naughton trailing him by a couple yards. It's a handoff to Naughton. He's got the first down inside Loveland country, and he spins after the last touch right around the 42-yard line of the Tigers, and it's first down Turpin. Six and a half to go in our third quarter as Turpin leads Loveland 41-6. First and ten for the Spartans. At Silverstein. Uh, it's going to be a flag, and it's going to be offside against Loveland. An early jump by Ion Davis. That's going to put Turpin five yards forward. 
for a first and five situation. So first down and five. Turpin leading 41-6. Now with 5.55 and rolling to go in the third quarter. A back that's not into the right of Silverstein. And a quick throw finding Hurley on the left. That's complete and it's a first down. That's about a seven-yard pickup for Logan Hurley, the junior wide receiver. He'll pick up the first down for the Spartans, donning the home maroon jerseys. White numbers, gold trim, white helmets. Loveland in the traveling whites with orange numbers, black trim, black helmets. And Turpin tacking from left to right in this third quarter. First and ten, now at Loveland's 30 as the Spartans look to add more. Silverstein rolls back and throws it. And it's almost picked off by Bailey Jackson as he tumbles over the ball. The intended target was Hurley. It falls incomplete and makes it second and ten at Loveland's 30 for the Spartans. Up 41-6, 5.03 to go in the third. Jackson went diving for that one just, just out of his fingertips there. With the incomplete pass as Spartans take their time to set up. Up 41-6, Silverstein sets up the formation with two receivers. Checking in on the right. That'll be the near side. Notton to the right of the quarterback in his senior year at THS. Silverstein gets the ball. Hand off to Notton. He'll get a he'll get back to the line of scrimmage before he's pushed back by a wall of Tigers. Namely, Austin Haas. Haas with that stop. And they will give four progress to Turpin for a yard, making it third and nine at Loveland's 29. 41-6 Spartans, your score here at Turpin. Spartan Stadium, homecoming night for the Spartans as the umbrellas are coming back out. The fans head closer to the press box. And now you can see it through the lights hanging over Spartan Stadium. Third down and nine throwing is the quarterback Silverstein. And he's about a yard high over his intended target, Max Gundrum. That falls incomplete, makes it fourth down and nine. Turpin at the Loveland 29. And it looks like the offense is staying, the offense is staying put for Turpin. Silverstein and company out there. Clock continues to tick down again. It's a rolling clock situation. Rain is starting to pour again. This is probably the heaviest we've seen all night. It's been a while since we've seen rain that heavy. It's even hitting off the window in front of us. Again, thank you, Turpin High School Athletic Department, for letting us be in the press box tonight. Fourth down and nine as Silverstein gets the ball on an empty back, rolling towards the right. Turpin still on his feet as Silverstein. He'll get the pass off, and it falls incomplete almost in front of Bailey Jackson. And that's going to be a turnover on downs by the Spartans. And Loveland takes over at their own 29-yard line. First and 10, Loveland, 3.09 to go in the third quarter. Spartans 41, Tigers 6. As rain is also added with a... Strong gust of wind. We see more jackets are appearing out there. It's a nice breeze. Yeah, and with this breeze, it's really going to affect the uh, passing game here for Loveland, which has been their strong, their strong suit. Um, they're going into the wind here, so Calvin Cloud has that big arm, but it's not going to work here. It's Hatfield with the carry on first and ten, and it'll barge into a pile of Spartans and Tigers. And Hatfield does get around the pile eventually, but after the whistles blow, and Hatfield picks up two, make it second down and eight at the Tigers' own 30-yard line. 
2.45 and rolling to go in the third. Turpin 41, Loveland 6. Mentioned next week's lineup. Turpin has Anderson, and if Anderson can recoup from a two-point deficit at half, the Redskins and the Spartans will be 4-0 in ECC play with Anderson visiting Turpin, which is not a long trek. At least I don't think it is. It's going to be second down and eight as the clock continues to tick down. The play clock is still at 25 as the Tigers now check in. Lodor is on the left side of the formation, three strong. Actually, Lodor is going to check in with the offensive line. Like Brock mentioned in that first half, he's behind the offensive line to add extra cushion on that OL to protect Cloud. Cloud will keep it, roll towards the left, and look down the field for Bailey Jackson, and it went out of his hands, incomplete. In and out of that basket of Bailey Jackson. It falls incomplete, and it's now third down and eight, Loveland, at their own 30. That's about 11 minutes between Turpin and Anderson. Yeah, not in that, uh, not in that Friday traffic, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, five miles might be 50 minutes. Exactly, exactly. Five-mile, five-hour drive, am I right? It's third down and eight, back at Loveland's 30. 121 to go. Mm -hmm. In our third quarter, 41-6, Turpin is your score. Cloud with a back towards his right. It's a handoff. Actually, it's a fake handoff. Cloud wants the receiver to go deep to Lake. He's got it. Pass to Turpin, 35. Pass to 20. Pass to 10. Into the end zone. Touchdown, Loveland. Lake from Cloud puts more points on the board for the Tigers. And it's 41-12, to 12. Turpin. And I think Loveland's going to go for two here. A large deficit. That will actually make it a 29-point lead, meaning the rolling clock has stopped. And I'll tell you what, that was a great play by Calvin Cloud to roll out to the right, see the coverage, see there was nobody over top. He actually motioned with his left hand for Lake to go long and then was able to set it in there and not overthrow him. That was a perfect delivery by Cloud to Lake for the touchdown score. Second throwing touchdown by Cloud on the night as Turpin leads 41-12, and it's going to be a two-point conversion. High snap, and it's going to be Shovel Aquilino to Cloud, just out of the reach of Cloud. Aquilino, Luca Aquilino looking for Calvin Cloud, and it's just a bit short, and the two-point conversion fails. However, Loveland scores a touchdown to make it 41-12 Turpin with 103 to go in the third here on ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports. Looking for future leaders we can believe in? Look no further than the high school student athletes right here in Ohio. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It includes learning to listen, accepting responsibility, being a good role model, and it's about respect. The result, it transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Calvin Cloud finds Tyler Lake. And as Brock mentioned, telling Lake to go back. And back he did into the end zone. Second throwing touchdown for Cloud tonight. 
and it's 41-12 Turpin, which stops the rolling clock for now. It will go back into effect if Turpin gets the lead over 30 again, meaning a field goal would do, or if high school football ever adapts the single point when you kick it through the uprights. Maybe that's a thing. I don't know. Maybe it'll be a thing. I don't know. I'm just a guy with a microphone talking. They have that in CFL and indoor football. It's an onside kick oh, all the way back. The closest Tiger would have been Tyler Savely. And I think Turpin recovers. It's recovered by the Spartans, Ethan Armbruster. And that will set up first and 10 for Turpin, up 41-12 with 103 to go in the third. And the ball spotted the Spartans' 35-yard line. Yeah, Turpin was a little confusion there on that. On that kick, it looked like nobody really wanted to field that, and they kept letting it go back and back, and, and Loveland was charging in. They finally dove on it right there at the last second. So first and 10, Turpin at their own 35-yard line, up 41-12 to 12 with 103 to go in the third. Again, the rolling clock has stopped for now. The lead is at 29, and in Ohio, it needs to be 30 or more for the rolling clock. It's going to be a handoff to Naughton from Silverstein, and Naughton still on his feet. Then jumps, and the ball, I think, is going to be called dead at the 46-yard line, meaning the chains will move for Turpin, and that Spartans offense continues to run quite well. That's Naughton with the 11-yard pickup, and it's first and 10 Spartans at their own 46. 52 seconds to go in the third quarter. Turpin 41, Loveland 12. Calvin Cloud finding Tyler Lake in the end zone. Pitch back to Naughton, he'll roll past the first down, and the end zone in sight, past the 20, and into the end zone. Touchdown, Naughton, for his fifth rushing touchdown on the contest, and it's 47-12, Spartans, the rolling clock, going back in effect after the kickoff. What a night he's had tonight on the ground. Five touchdowns on the ground tonight. That goes with his... Three already had, so he's got eight total on the ground this year and five through the air. He's got 13 touchdowns. They're now not even seven game, full games yet. That was the pitch back to Naughton as the extra point on the way by Miles Malloy. We're waiting on the snap. There's the snap. Here's the place, and it's kicked up between the uprights and between the band that will go. That's an extra point. 48-12, Spartans lead with 35 seconds left on the third on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Family-owned, Ohio-based, full-service real estate company has specialized in the management and development of affordable housing communities. Choose Nelson & Associates for all of your real estate needs, whether it's sales, development, property management, or consulting. We are an experienced professional team providing quality service. For more information about Nelson & Associates, please visit us on the web at www.nelsonasc.com or call us at 513-961-6011. Spartans strike quick 
fifth rushing touchdown for Caden Naughton. He has been outstanding tonight. Quite fluid on those two runs, especially the one that was a pitch back to him. And he just sails on through for another rushing touchdown. That's five for Naughton. And it's 48 to 12 Turpin as the rolling clock back in effect as the Spartans will kick it away. Jackson on the far side gets it at his own 15. Starts to cut towards his left and brought down quickly by Turpin. By Louis Burke, the sophomore defensive back gets in as the rain has returned to this artificial turf field. And it's first and 10 for Loveland, trailing 48 to 12 with 21 seconds left in the third. See lots of umbrellas littering the stands like Kyle mentioned in the pregame. All the stands are on one side. They're right underneath us in the press box. Since this is on top of a hill, you have to go on top of a hill to reach this beautiful field. Very lovely here. First and 10, Loveland, as Cloud has a back to his right and behind. And it's going to be a handoff. And Loveland will pick up about two or three yards. I hear that was Mason Moore. And indeed, it's the junior. And that's a pickup of three, making it second and seven as the quarter has ended. To the fourth quarter we go. Turpin Spartans 48, Loveland Tigers 12. On ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. When it comes to financial planning, most financial companies ask, what's your salary? At Northwestern Mutual Cincinnati, we ask, what's your story? We know building the right financial plan means looking at more than money. That's why we start by asking the right question, listening to what matters most to you, then guiding you every step of the way to help you live the life you want, now and years from now. Plan your financial story with Northwestern Mutual. Contact us today at 513-366-3600 or visit us on the web at cincinnati.nm.com. fourth quarter second down and seven Loveland with the rolling clock in action 48 to 12 Turpin to my left is our engineer Brock Faulkner to my right is Kyle Howard and I'm Lee W. Mallon thanks for tuning in to us on ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports it's a fake keep by Cloud on second and seven and looks like he might have slipped and got taken down by Max Cushman and that's going to be a sack the fourth sack by Turpin on the contest Make it a third, and we'll call that 14 at Loveland's 21-yard line. That's a loss of seven yards. One nice thing about being in the press box, you get to hear the spotters. Cloud, third down and long, airing it towards the left for Bailey Jackson, and it pings off the right shoulder of Jackson, incomplete. He was covered by Max Gundrum. Yeah, Jackson actually had him beat there for a minute. 
I think Cloud just didn't see him until it was a little too late, and he had to slow up and give the defender a chance to catch up to him to deflect that ball. The punting unit back out for the Tigers. Just their second offensive drive. We've had the off, the rolling clock. The, I was about to say the offensive clock. The rolling clock for most of the second half. 48-12, to 12, Turpin, your score. And the punting unit out there for Loveland. There's no one going back. Now back is Fall, Branson Fall. He'll pick it up at his own 45, past midfield. Hatfield had a touch on him, still on his feet, and brought down by a host of Tigers. And Turpin's going to start at the Loveland 49-yard line for their first offensive possession of the fourth quarter. 10-19 to go in our fourth quarter, 48-12, Turpin. Good field position again here. It's uh, something that's been a theme tonight. They've had a short field to work with here. And they've made the most of the opportunities tonight. So uh, another uh, another good stop defensively for the Turpin defense. They got the touchdown in the third quarter there to kind of give a little momentum back to Loveland. They answered it back with their own score. And they caught the quick defensive stands. A good response. We mentioned through the broadcast that Turpin is number one in Division Two, Region 8. But Anderson is number eight in D2, Region 8, as we'll have... A changing of the quarterbacks is Will Shulock, the sophomore quarterback. He's listed as the third stringer behind Jacob Williams. He's now in for the Spartans. As Turpin leads 48-12 with 10-12 to go in the fourth. It's a handoff. Give it to the hands of Keenan Alcade. And Alcade will pick up a solid chunk of yardage. I think that's six, maybe seven. And it's second down, and they're planning it with three to go. 9.55 to go in the fourth quarter, 48-12, the host Spartans lead. And this is the part of the game where head coach Kent McCullough is going to get some of his youth involved and you know, help build next few teams. Shulock waiting for the second and three. It's another handoff back in the heads of Alcade. And Alcade unable to get much motion forward. He stays parallel to the line of scrimmage. And it looks like they're going to mark him down for a loss of one. Okay, and I think loss is balance there. And we got to wonder if it's maybe with the wet turf. That's very possible. Like I mentioned, depending on how heavy the rain is, that turf, you can make it a glorified slip and slide. Yeah, he looks like he got tackled by the turf monster there headed to the sidelines. Shoe lock back a couple yards away from his offensive line on third down and four with nine to play in the fourth. It's a handoff for Alcade, and he's got the first down. He's got a yard more. And the chains will move, and the ball will be spotted at Loveland's 38-yard line for a first and 10 Turpin. Kostanas and Haas combine on that stop on Alcade. And it's first and 10 Spartans up 48-12, eight and a half to play in the fourth. Shulock, Alcade, cutting towards his right, past the 35, and knocked down around the 33-yard line. That's a pickup of six, and we'll call it second and six for, second and four, excuse me, for Turpin. Austin Haas made the stop. Stop by Austin Haas that time. Rain is falling gently. It's not as strong as it was. Let's start up again. Eight to play in the game. 48-12, Turpin leads. High snap for Shulock. He'll hand it to Alcade again, and Alcade continues to march down the field. He's got the first down and more and knocked 
to the ground around the 23-yard line of Loveland. There go the chains again. Tell you what, we're getting a, a shot to see the sophomore running back here. And, um, I mean, you can honestly say that when Caden Naughton leaves, I think the running game is in good hands here for Turpin. Naughton's a junior, so he'll have one more year with the Spartans football team. Is he really? Well, Silverstein for a long time. And Silverstein, he'll graduate during spring 2020. High snap, Shulock handles it. Alcade finds holes, and he's got the first down. Barges into a Tiger's shoulders. And it'll be knocked down inside the nine. It's first and goal, Turpin, at the Loveland nine with under seven left in this contest. Spartans 48, Tigers 12. Trying to climb into the 50s here if they can punch one in the end zone. Any points at all, I guess, with that would uh, result in that. Alcade and... Shulock are sophomores for this squad. And like Brock said, looks like the future's in good hands. It is first and goal at the Loveland 9. Handoff Alcade quickly knocked down. Coming in with a flash was Loveland. And that's a loss of five. Well, 37 made a nice tackle, but there was no 37 on the official roster we have, so nice tackle by 37. That was a nice sack there. It's second down and goal now at the 14 with 17 on the play clock and six minutes to go in regulation. 48-12, Turpin leads. Turpin with the ball in the red zone. It's going to be the first throw for Shulock to the end zone, and it's going to be incomplete. It bounces off the arms of Alex Covington. He's a senior wide receiver. He could not reel it in. It would have been a tough catch. And it would have been a tough spot to call if he was in bounds or not since it was very close to the line. Makes it third and goal after that incompletion at the Loveland 13 with 5.29 to go in the fourth quarter. Turpin 48, Loveland 12. Shulock out there with a back towards his left and behind him a yard. Two right receivers, one on each side, left and right. He's got a new tight end out there, Jake Fontaine. He's a sophomore tight end. He is part of the right side of the offensive line. Fake to LK. No, LK does run it and looks like he's past the 10 and it'll be taken down around the 8. LK picks up a couple yards. It's fourth and goal now for Turpin. Up 48-12 with 4.51 and rolling to go in the contest. It looks like the offense is going to stay out there for Turpin. Will Shulock has taken over for Justin Silverstein. A couple throwing touchdowns for the senior quarterback. And Naughton, he's replaced out there. Five rushing touchdowns. That's quite a night. Especially on homecoming 2019 here at Turpin High School. Four from goal at the Loveland Six. Alcade. He'll be knocked down short. However, a flag comes in and will land at the Loveland 11. Looks like in the vicinity of holdings, this may end up getting washed out and it will be declined as it appears that it is. It's going to be a turnover on downs. And the Tigers have it inside their 10-yard line with 4.08 to go in the fourth. Spartans 48, Loveland 12. Last week, about the second half, Kyle was with me. 
Aquilino came in, what was it, the last possession of the first half or the second possession of the second half? It was the first half. Aquilino came in offensively. This time Calvin Cloud stays out there. He's got two throwing touchdowns tonight for Loveland. He has found Bailey Jackson and Tyler Lake for the throwing scores. The ball spotted at the Loveland three for first and ten. The Tigers need to get past their own 13-yard line for a fresh set of downs. Clock is now under four minutes to play. High snap, almost bobbled, and it's a handoff. And Turpin will make the stop. It's going to be it it's going to be a loss of two. I thought it was almost a safety there, but it's a loss of two on Nason Moore. Make it second down and 13. From my vantage point, I thought I didn't think out of the end zone, but they're saying he got he got out of the one, so they'll spot the ball. Three and a half to go in the four. 48-12, Turpin is your score. Ball resting at the Loveland one. Cloud is in the end zone. He's got Mason Moore towards his left now, moving from the right. Two right receivers check in on the right, one on the far side. The Cloud looks towards his left, now rolling towards his right. Here comes a Spartan, and it's almost picked off. It would have been out of bounds, actually. But a nice stop by Brody Donovan, the senior defensive back, making that stop. Clock continues to roll after that incomplete pass on third down and 12 at the Loveland 1 as Turpin leads 48-12 to 12 with 2.52 and rolling to go. We'll see if, uh, if the Turpin defense brings more pressure and tries to get the safety or possible turnover in the end zone here. I will say one thing I'm very thankful for, the bright lights on that scoreboard. Bright white lights. Very, very nice. Everybody should follow that. Third down and 12 at the Loveland 1 is Cloud. Swarmed in by bodies. Throws it to the left. He's about five yards away from Weston Mansky. So now you got to find a way to get some yards or you're going to turn the ball over at your own one-yard line. The putting unit will come out there as the Tigers now have to punt it in their own end zone. And the closest Spartan there, Branson Fowl, He'll be waiting around the Loveland 13-yard line. Just a reminder, we still have Under two to play now as Turpin leads 48-12, and the Spartans look to go to 7-0 overall and 4-0 in ECC play, waiting on their matchup with Anderson. Good punt gets it off the Loveland 30. Continues to bounce. Stopped by Ethan Freeland. The freshman knocks it down at the Loveland 31 and Turpin's got the ball at their, at Loveland's 31, excuse me. 139 to go in the fourth, 48-12, Turpin. I expect him probably just to keep it on the ground here and try to run the rest of this clock out here. The clock will continue to run, so only probably get a few plays off here and it'll probably be final. First and 10, Turpin at the Loveland 31. Spartans 48, Tigers 12. You're listening to ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. As the Spartans now take the field. And it looks like it's going to be a couple knees turned in by the Spartans to close out the game at 48 to 12. First and 10. And the quarterback will go back a couple yards for the first knee. That's a knee by Turpin. Jacob Williams, the junior quarterback. He'll take the knee in the loss of a couple yards. 
Clock continues to tick down, 1.15 to go in the fourth, 48-12 Turpin. Expect the Spartans to keep taking a knee until they don't need to anymore. Second down and 14, now at Loveland's 35. Waiting on the ball to snap, they're gonna wait as much time as they can on that play clock, there's now seven seconds left. And there's the knee, that's a loss of two. And it's third down and long for another knee. And it's now third down and about 16. One more knee must be taken. Just be a game's final play right here. And that'll be the game. Turpin 48, Loveland 12. 30 seconds left. There's the third knee. And both teams will walk off the field as the Turpin Spartans defeat the Loveland Tigers 48 to 12. With the win, Turpin improves to 7-0 overall and 4-0 in Eastern Cincinnati Conference play. Loveland falls to 0-7 on the year and 0-4 in ECC play. As a home matchup awaits both these teams, Turpin has Anderson and Loveland has Walnut Hills. Tough loss for the Loveland Tigers, but you got to really tip your hat to the Turpin Spartans. Well-run machine, and you can see why they're number one, D2, Region 8. And played a very complete ball game tonight, offensively and defensively. Got off to a little bit of a slow start defensively, allowing a touchdown. That, uh, but then they got the, uh, the extra point block there, and then uh, from there, offense really got in the roll, got into the rhythm. Everybody get the ball effectively on the ground tonight. Got some, obviously, lots of rushing touchdowns tonight. And then defensively, brought a lot of pressure. Played good ground defense tonight, and obviously got their win. Again, Home matches away both these teams. Turpin has Anderson, and Loveland will take on Walnut Hills, and we'll have that call for you next week on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports, as the Eagles fly into Loveland, take on the Tigers. It will be the last home match of the year for Loveland, as weeks 9 and 10, they'll be at Kings and Anderson to wrap up 2019. Gentlemen, any final thoughts before we call it a night? Yeah, obviously, uh, I'm just going to have to go back and look at some film here next week. It'll be... Uh, uh, test next week back at home. Uh, obviously, want to get things right next week. Another their final home game, their senior night. Want to want to get their win and finish off the home schedule strong. Then obviously going to have a couple couple uh, road games there with Kings and Anderson to final out the, the schedule. So want to get the ship right. For Brock Faulkner, engineer, and Kyle Howard, I'm Lee W. Mowen saying so long. We'll talk to you again next week from Loveland High School as the Walnut Hills Eagles fly into town. Your final score one more time, the Turpin Spartans 48 and the Loveland Tigers 12.